Hey, I'm Owen Hamilton. Hey, and I'm Jeff Herman. And uh, this is Game Boys Advance. This is a, a book report style podcast with video games. Do you ever not want to play a video game, but you just want to hear two guys talk about that video game? Well, this is it. This is it. Uh, Jeff and I both played through Resident Evil 2. Um, up front, I played through the original. And I played through the 2019 remake. Yeah. Um, so we're going to kind of talk our way through this. Uh, the major spoilers, because we are going to talk through the plot. So if you have any intention of playing this game, we recommend that you hit pause and go play it now. Yeah, whether the, it's the old one or the new one, we both played the Leon campaigns. So we're going to yeah. see how these games really differ. Yeah, let's get into it. Uh, so Resident Evil 2 is a survival horror game that was developed and published by Capcom for the Sony PlayStation. Uh, it was released in Japan on January 29th, 1998, and in North America on January 21st, 1998. That's one of the few games that I've seen that have been released in North America before being released in Japan. Usually it's done the other way around. Yeah, I, I, I can't differ on that point at all. They, yeah, usually it's coming in Japan first or it's a Japan exclusive. What if there was North American exclusives? Uh, there probably are, right? Like any Western main game. Like, do they have Call of Duty over in in yeah, Japan? Side note: Let's look that up. Is Call of Duty big in Japan? Yeah, like I have no idea. Like th- that's there's there must be some sort of Western shooter that's like North America exclusive. Hmm. I never thought about that. The but... conduit for Wii. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sh- I'm sure there are shooters that are popular in Japan, but I don't know. They love them. Yeah, they love them shooters. <laughs> Uh, Resident Evil was, uh, was met with general positive reviews. Uh, Metacritic gives it an 89%. Uh, most, like IGN was a uh, 9.2, and uh, a couple others uh, that are known as Raw between that 89 and 95%. So generally over, uh, you know, like over 90% uh, positive, with a lot of notes um, complimenting it on its, uh, on like its survival horror, or not survival horror, but on the um, horror movie aesthetic. Um, and again, I just kind of I just did the research for the um, for the original. So yeah, I guess that should have been on me to do the That's okay. <laughs> research on the remake. Um, I guess I could say this now that I think this game. I mean, I haven't played the original version of it, but I'm currently playing a remake of one, and just obviously played the remake of two. Mm-hmm. I feel that this is an extremely well-made follow-up to a game that's already very beloved. Yeah, totally. I uh, <laughs> anything I saw about the remake and how well it like. Um, I guess conveyed all the stuff from the original was uh, was very well d- was well received basically. So. I don't I don't even mean on the remake specifically, but just like Resident Evil One to Resident Evil Two. I think like it's just improvements. Oh yeah, it, it was a good sequel where like oh these were the things that didn't work in Resident Evil One. We've updated mm-hmm. them. Here's Resident Evil Two. It's bigger. It's badder. Yeah, and it's yeah. in your face and it doesn't care. Totally. Yeah. More zombies. More weapons. Uh, more cooler liquors. More, yeah. Can't get enough of them liquors. Because <laughs> there wasn't any liquors in the first one. Yeah, man. The liquor reveal in uh in, in Resident Evil Two is super cool. It uh, is super cool. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm, I'm interested to hear how it how it reveals in yours because it's uh. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, so Resident Evil 2 plays, uh, the original plays like a, uh, a third-person survival horror. So you're, uh, you play as Leon Kennedy at first. Um, what's really interesting and notable about this game is that uh, all the camera angles are fixed, and you, as your character, use what's called tank controls um, to move your character around the screen. I had, a, I had a tough time at first. Like, in that first, I want to say probably the first 20 minutes or so, I was like, 
this is tough. Like it, it's really hard to get used to, and like I guess I've never really gotten used to. It. That's why I've never really played the old metal, the older Metal Gear games, and the older Resident Evils. Just metal because Gear I, plays the same. It it kind of has that sort of like you walk to an area, and then the camera angle switches, okay. and then it's kind of disorientating of like, oh, now I want to pull back on the controller mm-hmm. stick. And then you end up just going back and forth, back and forth, back and mm-hmm. forth, and not making any progress. Yeah, yeah. Which I find really frustrating, and I would love to play Resident Evil without tank controls, but I know that's mm-hmm. what... That makes it scary, and that makes it harder because of, like, a frustration... Which... That's hard to, like, say from a game development perspective, because I'm sure there's people that like the tank controls. Mm-hmm. I personally hate them. Sure. I find them very difficult to work with, um, which is why I like this remake... Way mm-hmm. more than I like playing Resident Evil One right now because re- even the Resident Evil One remake still keeps that. They keep, they, sorry, they keep tank controls. They keep tank controls. They're like updated tank controls, so they're right. like a little bit better, but not that much. Sure. And when you like walk to a corner, it switches the camera angle and doors. I, I'm sure the doors in like your playthrough of this were like you open a door, it's like black all around yeah, it, yeah. and then it swings open. And totally. They're all loading screens. Yeah. Which is cool. It's cool. But it takes so long to do anything when you're like, okay, I'm on the east side of the mansion. I just picked up a key, but I can't fit it in my pocket. So I have to go back to the west side of the mansion to put it in like a safety box Mm -hmm. um, to make room in my inventory. Then open that door again and walk back there, pick Mm -hmm. up the key, come back. Yeah. It's just, it's so time consuming, which is part, which is the game. That's that's how Resident Evil is. Yeah. Especially the older ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, that is. So I don't know what I'm complaining about because that's just what it is. And I like Resident Evil. Well, uh, so I... after Resident Evil 2 uh, came over to, um, like, I guess after they did the initial release, um, I, I kept seeing that they did a DualShock release. So I think what that incorporated was they dropped the tank controls and you had almost free roam with just the DualShocks, but it was a totally different game. Like, it, they re-released it with DualShock mode. That would be so weird. That, well, I guess that's what I'm playing, like, mm-hmm. the Resident Evil 1 remake on, but it still has, like, I'm assuming it still has that camera angle where, like, you walk so far and then just quickly jumps Mm -hmm. which yeah i I believe (laughs) i've said my piece on that yeah yeah um personally (laughs) i thought it was super cool because it it, like there were so many moments that were very like horror movie-esque where um because i didn't have control of the camera they like the game sets up what you see and when you see it that's a good point Um, so like it's it's, it is a very controlled camera like style so that all the all the cinematography plays out through the game and where I was getting with that was like, is the liquor reveal when you first enter that room, and the ca- like the camera angle is is just pure classic horror where it's like down low and and you kind of like it's cast up on Leon and you're like, man, I know something's going on just because you know the music and 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 the angle itself. Horror movies have trained you to think that something's going to happen, and then you start walking forward because that's the only thing you can do, and then the liquor's like on the roof and it drops down, or does it drop down? Yeah, it drops down, and it's like yeah very spooky so okay yeah um do you want to just get into the plot yeah um or yeah no <laughs> we could no we totally do you have could. more generalities that you um, want to talk about well i mean like i do but yeah. they're also can fit anywhere else in the rest of the podcast and i don't want to burn all my points right now because sure. like i could talk about the liquor reveal it's okay. really cool i've got a lot of points about it mm-hmm. um maybe do you want to give a quick brief um like what the category of a survival horror means like what what it entails what do i think survival horror means yeah. um what does it mean to you jeff <laughs> survival horror is all about de-empowering the player mm. instead of empowering them in like a duke nukem game or something where it's just like you have a, or doom or something where you have a thousand guns and you can move really fast and you're mm-hmm. just all powerful this game you have very few guns 
if any. You have very little ammo. It's hard to come by, so you can't be wasting it. Enemies, for the most part, are pretty strong. Mm-hmm. And, like, we'll take... Unless you get that really lucky headshot. We'll take multiple... They're bullet sponges to meant to, like, soak up your ammo. Mm-hmm. And you don't have much of it. So you're always just trying to, like... Oh, God, I hope there's health and ammo in the mm-hmm. next room. Or, oh, God there's something that way i'm going back this way and i'm going to backtrack all the way around the map just because i don't want to avoid mm-hmm. that one room or i want to avoid that one room and yeah yeah, yeah survival horror is it's, it's it's scary and you're trying to survive because it's as akin to real life as i guess it would be because sure. most people aren't like macho man randy savage running <laughs> i don't know why that was my go-to for a tough savage <laughs> Uh, well, that was my go-to for a tough guy, but, like, Jason Bourne isn't running around mm-hmm. doing kung fu on liquors. Yeah, no. The game is is all around you finding ammo, and and normally it gives you, like, just enough plus a little bit extra, right? There's not much room for error, but you can very easily go through your ammo and deplete all of your ammo in one room, and, the, and unlike other games, there's not some sort of, like, crafting or a way that you to kind of create your no ammo you just got to get better at it like on on my playthrough of this one again um at one of the final bosses i like i had no health items at that point and there's Mm -hmm. like there is a first aid spray in the boss arena Mm -hmm. but i could take one hit before i got to it okay and i don't and you so you had to make that one hit last for a long time because you needed like the extra three hits yeah later in the fight when you healed yourself Mm -hmm. it was this and i had to do that boss so many times just because of like how badly i'd messed myself up by not going into that with better items um did you find this game challenging did you have a did you have a tough time with it um well because i had played it before i was able to breeze through it really fast because i remember where a lot of the puzzles were right um one of these times when we'll play a game where i haven't recently played it (laughs) sure (laughs) and i just remember where the tricks are yeah yeah um but I had a lot easier time playing this than when I first played this when it the re-release came out in like yeah. a, a year ago. Yes, yeah, it was, yeah it, was, it was actually about this time last year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Um, uh, sorry, yeah, sorry, I meant to ask. Yeah, did your when you were playing yours, did it have like a difficulty selector? Mm-hmm. What did you play yours on? So I started on normal difficulty because mm-hmm. I was like, you know, give it a fair shot. Um, in the opening, <laughs> so the game starts and you, and, uh, on mine, you have, I, I want to say probably a three minute cutscene. Like, okay. uh, it, it just kind of sets the scene. And, uh, and so, and then it drops you into, uh, into like a, a burning parking lot. Uh, you're like on the side of the street and your goal is Leon has to meet up with Claire at the raccoon police department. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely had a tough time with the, uh, with the tank controls at first. So in the opening segment, I died immediately because I just couldn't like I just I didn't understand the controls for a sec so I died immediately by I just instantly got swarmed which meant I had to sit through the three minute cutscene again so that sucked um and then I and, so, and then I kind of fought my way through and in the first gun shop that you encounter you pick up some ammo and you get 30 ammo and then uh again something happened where I just kind of got stuck in a corner because I was still just getting used to these controls and I got swarmed and I and I died again which I hadn't hit a save point so I had to watch the cutscene for the third time now and I was like okay screw this I'm playing on easy cuz I just want to get through this yeah. I go back to the same area and then like I get back there and I pick up the ammo instead of 30 ammo I had 150 wow it just really 
I was like, I, like I actually had to blink, and I was like, is this <laughs> is this real? Like, do I actually have 150 ammo? Yeah, that's ridiculous in a resin. I had 150 for the pistol at the end of the game, and that's because oh, I was barely using it. Yeah, yeah, and like I, I got myself back up to that point, but I, I was just I couldn't believe that I started with 150 and was like, oh my god. So, so, so yeah, I, I played it on easy. Big jump between normal and easy. Yeah, and and I'm sure like with these types of games, the difficulty doesn't actually change the difficulty of the game. It just decreases the ammo and increases the health of the zombies. Yeah, like or, it, you, or you can take more hits. Something like that. Yeah. It's all like, there's a term for it, and I can't think of what it is right now. It's like artificial padding, I guess, but that's not mm. really the right word. Okay. Yeah. But but it doesn't make the game any harder. No, it the just game makes, itself does not change at all. It just It's just a numbers thing. Yeah, So absolutely. So I, I personally don't want to have any... I usually like to play games on like medium or hard mode, just because I, I don't... It's more fun. It is, yeah. Absolutely. If I feel like they they make the game and then they make media mode and easy mode. Mm-hmm. If that if that makes sense, like I, like I'm playing The Witcher on hard difficulty and that feels like that feels good. Like okay, it, it feels like that's how the game was made. Yeah. So, I I played mine on standard or normal. Normal. Yeah. I think I think there's an easy standard and hard, and then I mm-hmm. think once you beat the game, you unlock like hardcore mode or something yeah. like that. Expert mode. Yeah, something like something. that. Um, and I I got up. That's that's right. I switched it to easy mode at that boss because I was just tired of doing it over and over again. Oh, you could switch mid game. If you die enough times, the game will like <laughs> mock you, and it's like, hey, do you want to try assist mode, where it's like Damn. you you regain health and enemies take more damage, and like you're you auto aim or something. That uh, is easy mode. Oh it, my god. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, I get it. Thank you for mocking me. I get I'm sucking at this boss right now. Please stop rubbing it in my face. That's so wild. And then I, I, so I clicked no on it a couple times and then eventually like my fifth time around of watching mm-hmm. the cutscene or something, I was just like, just, whatever. I know I'm at the end of the game. I beat this before on mm-hmm. normal mode. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the, so the game starts and, um, the first kind of major encounter, the, the first time you encounter another player, um, at least in, in, in base game in, in my, in my original game is, uh, is the gun shop where you meet the gun store owner. Um, but before we actually get to that, I just remember that you have a playable part, uh, before this, uh, yeah, in your game, you, you our games have already diverged, and yeah, yeah. we haven't even beat the tutorial. <laughs> um, so, tell me a bit about like the, the like the intro. So, at the very beginning, like there's an opening like uh, cutscene, and I have to like I'm gonna be gushing about it this whole podcast. This game is so gorgeous. Oh yeah, the, the remake is so beautiful. Like the very first scene is like a truck, and mm-hmm. there's like a burger sitting on the dash. You d- you don't realize that's what it is at first, or maybe it was just me, mm-hmm. but I don't think you're meant to know what it is. Mm-hmm. It, like, it looks like rotting flesh or something, just because oh. it's like you're so close to it, and it's so like hyper-detailed. Right. And then just like this big sweaty trucker dude reaches down, <laughs> and he pu- pulls it up, and he takes a bite out of it, mm-hmm. and it's just like the sound editing and... The grab, it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. So it's just this opening cutscene. This trucker's going along, and it's a gas truck. Like, it's one of those big tanks. You're like, this is going to blow up at some point. Of course. Um, for horror movie tropes or movie tropes <laughs> in general. Yeah. Um, Final Destination taught us that. Yeah, and he's just driving along. He's, like, listening to the radio, and he's like, making dumb trucker jokes. Mm-hmm. And then he hits a person on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, who was kind of doing a little zombie shuffle, but he didn't see that because he, he hit them. Mm-hmm. He gets out and he's like, oh my God, I hit someone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to jail. My life is ruined. My kids will never talk to me again. Um, he, so doesn't say, he doesn't say that, but you know, you it's, know it's, it's, it's implied. It's his internal monologue. Yeah. That's okay. Um, and then the person that he hit was a zombie and they bites him. And then the game actually, then it kind of does this really cool um, intro where like 
you're it, you're panning through the city and then it like swoops up and the city spells out Resident Evil 2. Oh, cool. The beginning of this game is so good. Yeah, yeah. This game is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched, uh, like, th- th- there's an intro to the game, like, mm-hmm. um, just on the title screen or whatever. And it's very, um, like, on, on the remake, it's very The Walking Dead inspired. It's very The Walking Dead, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, I found the intro was just like... It, it, it just was very similar to the Walking Dead intro. So when you said that there was the burger and, and it's kind of holding there, and you think it's rotting flesh, and then you, and then it kind of whatever zooms away, and, and then you find out that it's a burger. Like, Walking Dead does stuff like that a lot, right? So Man, remember when The Walking Dead was good? I do. Rest take, in take peace. Take me back to those days. Yeah, well, like 2014. Sorry, yeah, sorry to the Walking Dead fans who are still <laughs> up there like, oh yeah, I wonder what's going to happen with Carl. Have you, ever, <laughs> have you ever played any of the Telltale Walking Dead games? I played a Telltale Game of Thrones game, oh, and it yeah. was okay. Yeah, I, I find it tough to play those games personally. But. Yeah. Um, Sorry, back, yeah, no, back yeah. to Resident Evil yeah, and yeah. not The Walking Dead and Telltale. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then my game actually starts. You can At the very beginning, you can either pick if you want to play Leon or Claire. Oh, cool. Um, both of them start exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Where it's Leon, he's driving his Jeep, and he's like, I'm supposed to be a cop right now, but nobody gave me a phone call, so I'm going to go figure out what's going on. Good thing to do. Yeah, like a good employee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so he drives up to like this gas station, and there's like a police car there, and he's like, oh, I'm a police officer. That's a police officer. Connection. Right. So he pulls over, and I'll state this right now, mm-hmm. the gas prices in this game are unreasonably low really they would never make money off it Hmm. i don't remember specifically what they were but i know they're low 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 yeah so this cut this little area at the gas station kind of serves as like a tutorial for the game Mm -hmm. it does the whole little like an icon flashes up it's like oh push forward on the stick to move forward like every other video game maybe you've never played one before (laughs) resident evil 2 is your jumping in point yeah the remake is your first game ever (laughs) Use the other one to control the camera. Right. Uh, you go through the gas station. You see, um, like a, the cop that was in the car. Um, he's like fighting with someone, mm-hmm. and like Leon's like, "Oh my god, do you need help?" And he's like, "Stay back, sir, sir, stay back." Yeah, it's very noticeable. Yeah. Um, and then that guy bites him, and then he dies, mm-hmm. and it's a whole thing. And then you got to get a key, and then you open up like a door. Mm-hmm. And then you're about to leave the gas station. And the like, zombies are like kicking over everything. There's Pringles lying all over the floor. <laughs> Yikes! And Fritos and whatever, right? Whatnot. And then the the like door to the gas station swings open, and it's Claire, and she's like, "Don't shoot!" And Leon's like, "Get down!" And she drops down, and he shoots a zombie behind her. This is all oh, in cutscene, and it's sick. super like goofy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's funny. And then he's like, "We gotta get out of here!" And then they nice. get in the cop car and they drive away. Mm-hmm. Into a city with way more zombies. Mm-hmm. Raccoon City. Raccoon. In my game, there's no playable of that, but that's the story there. Uh, it's really funny because it starts with the um, the truck driver, and you don't see him hit anybody or whatever. He's just driving, and you just hear him go, "That guy's a maniac. Why'd he bite me?" And it's like really like I almost want to cut that audio in right here, just so that you can like. That guy's a maniac. Why'd he bite me? All the all the voice acting, all the cutscenes are very like giving me lines that's what the first resident evil like is very like that yeah yeah like barry burton (laughs) so so then then they drive into the city um it's still the cutscene, and then they like get to like a wall of cars and they can't like drive through and then all of a sudden you see that same gas truck from the opening Mm -hmm. um and it's like on fire and the guy's like trying to like steer it and he's like holding his shoulders like zombies 
And, he just and then he like through. crashes it. And, and, that's it how, and it blows up. And that's how Leon and Claire get separated. Yes. Yeah. And that's kind of where my game official. I mean, like, it's already started with the tutorial, but that's like where. Mm-hmm. I guess that's where our games first intersect. Right, yeah. So now, now we're actually in the game. Yeah. Uh, in Raccoon City, in the game. Here we go. Um, so you're fighting your way zombies. Uh, do you, like, you encounter the gun shop first, right? No. No? No. Um, unless I did it wrong. <laughs> but it's, it's pretty much you just make a beeline to, to, the, the, to the police station. You, you go to a gun shop later, and there's a whole cutscene there. Mm. But that's not until, like, you've escaped from the police station later, and you're oh. with Ada. And- right. Interesting. Um, my game. So you start at the at the gun. Like that's kind of your first point of destination. You enter the gun shop. Um, notably, the so the gun owner has like a has a shotgun, and he goes, "Oh, there's there zombies everywhere!" And he shoots a couple zombies. Then zombies break in and overrun him. There's a bit of ammo in there to kind of get you stocked up a bit. A hundred and fifty bullets yeah. worth. Uh, you stock up and you, <laughs> an you, insane you, amount in a Resident Evil game. So, like so stupid, um, and. What I didn't know until going like until I finished the game was that the gun owner drops his shotgun, so you can actually get the shotgun right here. Oh. But of course, I didn't know that, so I actually didn't have the shotgun for like an embarrassingly long point of time. And I was like, shouldn't I have the shotgun by now? Do you get another one, or do you go back to that gun shop and get that same shotgun? So you can pick up that one there, and then there's the one in the star's office later. Okay, which again I didn't find. Oh. <laughs> So you just had lots of bullets, but you had no guns. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. But boy, <laughs> did I ever. Um, so, uh, yeah, so then when you get through, uh, basically after the gun shop, it's just you're fighting your way through back alleys, and you beeline it to the police station, and that's when um, you, like, show up at the RPD. And, and again, that's where our games intersect there, so. I'm assuming you also get separated from Claire and yours, where she's like, oh, I gotta go this way. Yeah, yeah. And Leon's like, I gotta go this way. I'll meet you at the police station. I'm a man. I don't ask for directions. <laughs> Totally. And Claire's like, we should have pulled over and asked for directions. Yeah. Uh, so when you get to the police station, um, what's what's really cool is uh, is like I know your game. They they really focused hard on like the lighting and making sure everything felt like very horror, mm-hmm. um, which obviously was a huge success in Resident Evil Seven of it being you know so so horror and so kind of modern horror. Um, so they just like really steered into it with the Resident Evil Two remake because I remember like the. Um, like the entryway in the police station almost kind of felt like your firelink shrine. Like it just kind of felt safe in this one. It it is. Uh, yeah. I mean, certain things remove that from you later, but we'll get to that. Right. Um. It. Yeah. The opening hallway because that's where like all the lights are on in mm-hmm. there. It's very like I am safe here. No one can touch me. I'm assume I'm in mine. There's like a one of the item boxes and a typewriter, so you can save right when you first walk in. Mm-hmm. In there, I don't, I'm assuming yours is the same. There's a typewriter, but there's no uh, item box. Okay. I also played this on emulation, so I, I so I played this, I emulated it, um, and honestly this was incredible, because I just, uh, I have a I have a little gaming monitor set up uh, separately, and so I just um, emulated it on my laptop and HDMI'd it to this TV, and then I have a little 8-bit um, SNES controller that mm-hmm. has just like a D-pad, and honestly that was like the perfect way to play this. I like, um, I put a, uh, a filter on it to make it look like a CRT. Um, <laughs> you but really went all out. Totally. Yeah, no, it, it looked and played awesomely. Uh, but I, I didn't actually use save rooms because I just uh, like console saved every time mm. I like needed to or whatever. Um, so at the end of the game, it's like, Leon, whatever, saves two. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay. Do you, In yours, are there ink ribbons to save? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I, I know that's a thing in the, the original Resident Evil mm-hmm. where it's like, you can only save so, so many times. Totally. They took that out of the remake. You it, can save as many times as you want. I, I would imagine that's just kind of an ease of access thing. Like, yeah. I, th- I thought that was pretty punishing, in all honesty. It is really punishing, but, like, even playing, like, the remake of Resident Evil 1 right now, I'm like, okay, I've got three ink ribbons. I can only save if I do something big. And mm-hmm. it's, it's really fun mm-hmm. in that way. If It's like, this isn't a thing that a game would normally punish you for. Oh, no. Yeah, limited saves. That's Yeah. Yeah, it's not really a, a thing. So, so. yeah. So, uh, so in the main kind of entryway room, you kind of look around and there's a desk. And exactly. That's where you get your typewriter. Um, there's a dying policeman uh, who gives you a key card. And there's a couple doors that are electronically locked. You bring the key card back to the main computer and it opens up these doors. And that kind of opens up your your first area in the game. Okay, so our games have already differed again. Mm-hmm. Um, when I walk into the police station, there's no one around. Um, but if you go immediately to your right, there's like a, a power lap. Mm-hmm. It's a handle you pull down and it like unlocks the door. Oh, okay. But it only raises it like halfway up, so you have to crouch to get underneath it. Right. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, seen, the, I've seen this cutscene or, or yeah. whatever, yeah. So you're going through there... Um, if there is any zombies, there's very few of them at this point. Mm-hmm. So you eventually make it what um, make it over to a wall you cannot get through, and there's like a police officer like banging on the other side. He's like, like let me through, let me through. Mm-hmm. Um, so you like lift that door up, but you can only get it like a little bit. So he's like trying to crawl underneath it, mm-hmm. and you grab hold of his hands. This is this is very The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and you pull on him, but like zombies eat his lower half. <laughs> So you only pull half of him out, Gross. and he, he dies yeah. pretty much instantly. Mm-hmm. But he gives you, like, this little notebook that, like, is kind of your main objective for the next little bit of, like, finding these pieces to escape from the police station. Yeah. Um, but I I remember the first time I played this, I'm like, is that guy going to be a zombie later? Right. Is this guy going to be yeah, half yeah. a zombie? But he's, like, he stays dead. Mm-hmm. Until you, like, loop back to this area hours later, and then there's just half a zombie running around. Nice. Or, like, crawling You're around. Crawling around. Yeah. Because doesn't have legs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the same kind of thing happens in my game, but there's just, like, he's just already kind of dying against a wall. Like, he's just like, oh, I'm dying. There's zombies here. And you're like... I'll help you. And he's like, no, save yourself. And stuff like that. So, hmm. and he gives you a key card and that kind of opens up your areas. And so, um, so this game is, uh, the game itself is just kind of like a big open map, but a lot of the doors are locked um, physically by like specific keys. Like you need key cards or um, like a specific shaped key. Yeah. Were, um, your, were your keys in this one, like the heart key, the club mm-hmm. key, the diamond key. And the spade key. Spade key. That's the other one. Thank you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the same kind of thing like that. An incredible feature, which I could not give enough praise, is that uh, I didn't realize that they did this in, like, the old Resident Evil games. I thought this was a new addition. But when you finish using the key, it says, like, oh, this key is no longer needed. Do you discard? And I was like... Oh, I didn't realize... Yes! I thought that... I also thought that was a thing they did on Mm -hmm. the update. Because otherwise there'd be items you'd be carrying around the whole game thinking, like, what if I run into a club door? Yeah, exactly. And so, which was really nice because, um, like, the first time you use the valve handle to turn off the, the or to turn the water onto that flaming helicopter, Mm -hmm. um, I'm like, oh, it didn't say, oh, you, like, this is done now. So I was like, oh, so obviously you're going to need the valve handle later, but I'm probably done with it for now. So there's just kind of, like, some context clues for you to know what to have, when to have it. Um, Throughout this game, you pick up, like, map pieces in mine you did mm-hmm. at least i'm assuming that's a pretty yeah, maps yeah yeah is yours when you're like if you like go to your map is it a red room if you haven't completed it and once mm-hmm. it's completed it's blue um not quite like yours um it's 
it's a yeah, it, it is like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm just thinking it's like a black room, and then it lights up blue. There's no kind of different color shades, but okay. But it's the same thing, and you can see the color, um, the color of the doors that are locked with like the spade key and stuff are related to the color of the key. Okay. So I think like the club key is a green in color, mm-hmm. and you, like there's a couple green doors, so you know like oh that's where the club key goes. Okay, mine is like that except for it shows like a little club icon or a little diamond right. icon. Mm-hmm. But my, I feel this makes it a little bit too easy. Maybe mm-hmm. it changes if you do it on hard mode. It doesn't show this on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, if you go into a room and you miss an item, mm-hmm. and you go to your map, it'll be like there's mm-hmm. 15 bullets in that room. You mm-hmm. missed them, stupid. Go get them. Yeah, yeah. No, I do remember that because uh, I, I think they did that in Resident Evil Seven too, and I, I, I felt the same thing. I think the like lore behind it or whatever is like your character saw it, like Leon mm-hmm. saw it and made a note of it, but like the player didn't go get it. So okay, I. Because I recently played Resident Evil 7 not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that game is a lot harder to find items. Like, the mm-hmm. things are, like, tucked around cores. This one's like, you walk up to something, and it's like, oh, push X. Here's mm-hmm. the thing, stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to look for it. Yeah, I, I actually wonder if, like, item placement was the same between our games. Like, uh, like if, you know, the, the handgun bullets are, you know, on the shelf. I wonder if they're the same in yours, but... Probably. They're, like... I mean, I'm, I'm assuming the maps are fairly linear not mm-hmm. linear but laid out the same way where like on a bookshelf there's this much space when around books mm-hmm. bullets fit there mm-hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> um uh yeah so uh once you open up a couple of the doors in the main off the main room then that's where i get my first uh storage box item is uh in, in that first kind of adjacent room um if you're facing the middle of the like looking into the um, reception hall. If you go to immediately to your left, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of your first storage room. And then from there, um, you get some first aid spray, which uh, I don't know if there's rankings in the in the remakes, but uh, first aid spray heals your character, but it lowers your rank um, at oh. the end of the game. It might do that. I don't know. Yeah, that's uh, that's something I found out too. I, and again, I, I I don't care about the rank, but I can like that's a cool thing because they give you first aid sprays, which like automatically heal your character to full, but uh, but it lowers your rank. So if you're if you're wanting that A or S rank, then uh, then you can only use the herbs, right? Gotcha. So yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Um, a big thing I noticed in this one is I t- in mine you talk to a character and he like gives you a knife mm-hmm. and he's like, oh Leon, go mm-hmm. save everyone. Right. I'm shot or something. I don't know. I have a gut wound. I'm not going to be doing much. Mm-hmm. Um. And I know in Resident Evil 7, you get a knife, and then you can, like, cut open some stuff. Right. But you have to have it equipped. Oh. And it was... Really? I'm, I'm almost positive you have to have it okay. equipped, and then you kind of, like, slice things, yeah. and it's a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. This one, you get a knife, mm-hmm. and then you just, like, walk up to a thing that's, like, tape or something that you couldn't get open with your hands, mm-hmm. and you just click X, and it's like, oh, Leon pulls the knife out, and he cuts it himself. It's like a cutscene, mm-hmm. which is better. Totally. Because in Resident Evil 7, I... Maybe I'm, I'm remembering it completely wrong, where you have, like, the knife equipped and you're just, like, slashing at tape. Yeah, that does seem familiar, but I seem to remember it being kind of, like, a triggered thing, too. But I guess uh, I, I haven't played Resident Evil 7 since last year, so. Okay, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, I didn't use the knife at all in my game. Like, you don't need to use it for, for any kind of cutscene stuff like that. I, there's one. There's one that you there's cut one. open. Yeah. <laughs> um, do your knives work kind of like as a if a zombie grabs hold of you, you push a button and then like Leon stabs Mm-mm. him with a knife? Okay. No, you just have to mash out of it. Like you just, I just kind of rotated the D pad. Um, like my buttons there. Okay, I have like escape items where mm. like I can have either like survival knives that have like a durability meter. Oh, so you can only like stab or slash with them so often. Right. 
you can like equip it like in the other Resident Evil games where you can slash. It does nothing. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't ever do it. Yeah, no. Um, unless you're really just checking if a zombie's dead, like it's on the ground. You do like a quick slash. Mm-hmm. And it either gets back up or it stays down. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can have grenades or flashbangs. Oh, cool. So if you have those equipped as your item and like a zombie like grabs hold of you, you can push like L1, I think it is. And like Leon will take a flashbang and like shove it in a zombie's mouth. Totally, yeah. And then you can either A, shoot the flashbang and it'll go off. <laughs> Or you can just kind of like walk away, and then like eventually the zombie will bite hard enough, I guess, and like it'll blow, blow up on them. Yeah, that's so, super cool. So the flashbang ones are fun, mm-hmm. but then eventually later in the game you get like actual grenades. Oh my god! So like he just shoves a grenade in their mouth and he walks away. Yeah, it's pretty badass, and then honestly. They blow up and yeah, it's like an insta kill. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a cool addition. I know that they added sub weapons, but I I didn't quite know like what they were what, what oh, okay. they were for. So that's very cool. Yeah, those are sub weapons. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> Um, so coming around here, you get uh, you get a password for four digit combo lock. Um, what do do you remember your passcode? Mine was two two three six, and I am curious to know if they kept that. Um, this would be for the uh, safety box that's like in that first office where you get, I think, just some shotgun ammo or something, like on Leon's desk or just a locker. Mm. My, uh, mine was in like a police captain's like office. Like there's like a full office room with a bunch of cubicles, um, where Leon's desk is, and then there's like just kind of a like an office room off to the side. There's a safe in there. That's a safe, yeah, and it's a four digit combo safe safe lock. Mine is like twist. Oh, like, like a number twist combination. Twist to the left twelve. Twist back seven. Mm. Twist back to the left nine or whatever it is. I don't remember. Oh, okay. So they changed up some of the some of the kind of like puzzly stuff when it comes to that. So like in that captain's office or whosoever office that is, mm-hmm. it it's like that. But there's also like Leon's desk and there's like a little note. It's like Leon, we as the other officers are like, here's your first case, and your goal is unlock your desk. Wow, what assholes! <laughs> yeah, and it's like the the way to unlock your desk is our names. Hmm. So like it's there's two locks on it and they're each like three letters. Right. So it's like you there's like, and there's six desks, so you have to just like it's a very easy puzzle where it's like, oh M A P for like Marvin, Andrew, oh, Penelope, okay. those are wrong, but Yeah. So you do that side yeah, and you yeah. do that side and then you open it up and then it's like an extended clip for your gun. Oh, cool. Or for your handgun. Right. So that's cool. Um I'm gonna be honest with you, Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I played through this, mm-hmm. I would, like I did all the work. Mm-hmm. You gotta like find piece of paper. And it's like, oh, the code for this safe, which is way on the other side of the map, is this. Mm-hmm. The code for that safe is ri- actually written on the back. If you look around it, mm-hmm. um, I just looked up all the codes. Yeah. this time because I'm like, I, I don't care. It really sounds like um, in like the remakes, which which it, again is just kind of a thing of modern gaming. Is like all the puzzles were a lot more complex and like a lot there was like more steps and and it was just a little bit more. like complex i guess um in this game it was very primitive in terms of puzzles like they were they were very simple to figure out and there was very few actual puzzles um i i I thought i would need a guide with this game like i kind of just had that in my back pocket but i didn't need one at all like the entire game i like knew where to go and like it was so um projected on like what kind of stuff you needed to use okay. and like and like um and like you would get little notes and, and i mean i didn't make notes so like you find a note that just says oh we we moved the safety deposit box that has the weapon storage in the east office the code is 2236 and so i was just like oh okay so i just write that down and then when i came across that i just like oh that's the code 2236 mm. so yeah um this is where your first uh encounter with a liquor so uh it's pretty yeah. close here um, this is really cool kind of creepy hallway so, I didn't notice this in my first playthrough. Like, 
even though I should have. It's very obvious. Mm -hmm. You're walking down a hallway. It's dark, and there's like zombies trying to do zombie stuff. But you uh, you come to like a cop, like a dead cop body. Mm -hmm. Dead cop. Um, dead cop. He's just like laying on the ground, and like it. It gives you the option to, like, push X by him. Mm -hmm. And then Leon, like, goes over and, like, kind of, like, grabs him by the chin. And he twists his head. And, like, his whole jaw is gashed open. Ooh. And his jaw just kind of swings. Oh, cool. And the first time I played this, I'm like, oh, yeah, zombies. Mm -hmm. Zombies did that. Mm -hmm. And then the second time playing this, I'm like, oh, shit, no, a liquor did that. Yeah, yeah, something bigger than a zombie. And there's, like, and then on the wall beside him is, like, huge gash marks, like, through the wall. And oh, you're like, cool. oh, yeah, a zombie didn't do that. Zombies don't have claws. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. Um, That's cool environmental storytelling. Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And my so my first encounter with the liquor is, I think it's up in like the second or third floor. Mm -hmm. You go all the way up the stairs, and then you're like walking down like a long hallway, and at the end there's a window, and you see it scurry along the window. Like from the outside kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. It can't hurt you at this point. Mm -hmm. And then whether you remember it or not, mm -hmm. like two rooms later, it then jumps down from the ceiling. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I think there actually, actually, I think there's a body on the ground, and its tongue reaches down, picks up the body, oh. and like eats it, and then it drops down if you get too close. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I I love that trope of an empty hall, an, an empty window at the end of your hallway, and you see something scuttle like across yeah. it from the outside, and you're like, oh man, something's coming. Um, I, I I know this is true for the remake. I I learned this actually after I played it. I don't think it's true for the original. Mm -hmm. The liquors are blind they're completely blind uh so if you walk by them very slowly and okay. don't make any like don't shoot your gun or anything they won't see you and they won't attack you oh yeah um the original was definitely not that advanced to kind of have a mechanic like that yeah um so but that's that's really cool i like they they are blind like they don't have eyes right they're yeah. just kind of a head with these teeth so um liquors are these um i mean it's like uh i don't i don't really know how to describe it it's it's like uh it's like a four-legged creature that kind of walks around you know uh, on all fours it's got this huge long tongue and these giant razor claws and, and teeth so uh just kind of a scary monster that climbs around on the ceiling and on the walls and can drop down and it's got this huge tongue that will kind of lash out and its brain is exposed yes oh yes and its brain is exposed so hey oh and fun fact hey did you know mm -hmm. that all the zombies will eventually become liquors Really? That's just like an evolved form of the zombie. I didn't know that. I thought they were different. Yeah. So like in Resident Evil 1, mm -hmm. here we are getting into the viruses. Drop me. So in Resident Evil 1, it's the T-virus. Mm -hmm. In that game, if you kill a zombie and you don't burn it mm -hmm. or get a headshot on it, it, that zombie will lay on the floor the whole game. Right. Eventually, it'll get back up and its head will be red and it'll have claws. And it's called a crimson head. Cool. They're way faster and they're way stronger and they take way more bullets. Oh. So it... This, this, is the, cool. this is the coolest thing about Resident Evil 1 is, like, mm -hmm. it's very about, like, resource management because you only have so much fuel and mm -hmm. lighter fluid to, like, burn bodies, mm -hmm. and you need to use some some of it for puzzles. Mm -hmm. So it really becomes a matter of, like, can I afford to have a crimson head in this room later? Sure. Will I be coming back to this room with an item later? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's super cool. So I was I was thinking to myself when I was replaying this, I'm like, why are there no crimson heads mm -hmm. in Resident Evil 2? And it's because they become... Because it's a different strain of the T virus, right. these ones turn into liquors eventually. Right. That's cool. That would be horrifying, though, if you were playing this game, you killed a zombie. Yeah. And then you just came back later and it was a liquor. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Liquors I found really challenging to deal with. They're um, really erratic. Very erratic. Very erratic. Um, Unless you have the shotgun, they kind of suck. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Once you get the shotgun, they kind of become easy peasy. But guess what? I didn't have the shotgun for two thirds of this game. Um, 
in the original, you're, uh, it's static camera angles, so Leon can aim, but he aims up, forward, or down. Like, yeah, there's no... There's no middle ground. No, uh, there's no kind of modern aiming system where you can kind of aim anywhere. So, uh, zombies that are on the ground, you have to just shoot down, but of course you have to have your spacing properly, and usually if you're aiming down, like, at a liquor in front of you, like, you're within melee distance of it. Yeah. So, uh, so really what you want to do is kind of, like, pace yourself back and try to just aim forward. Um, however, like, I really enjoyed that, like, I thought the aiming system was going to be a lot more challenging than I, or I was going to have a harder time with it than I did. Mm -hmm. Um, because it's like, if you're shooting in the general direction, it'll like note that a bullet hit the zombie. It kind of auto locks a little bit. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, you're still facing, like you could be facing kind of like off center of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it would still, you know, register that the bullet shot it. So that was really like forgiving that you didn't have to be like dead precise on your shots yeah that's because um, it would be so impossible with some of the stuff that's the same thing like in this the remake of one that i'm playing right now mm -hmm. it's like that where you only have like the three aiming things and it's just so frustrating because so many times you're just like okay I, this is the only way i can point but i guess i can't hit that zombie mm -hmm. yeah uh, and i've wasted 10 bullets and i only had five yeah um i personally like it, it was really off-putting, both the combat and the and the movement and the camera angles and all that stuff was really off-putting because it is just such a unique experience that I've never really played a game that did this. Mm -hmm. um, I actually ended up really enjoying it. Like, I once I got the hang of it, it took me, yeah, about half hour, an hour, uh, and I, like, really started to understand. And as, and as soon as you get an upgraded weapon, then, like, combat is fun. Like, yeah. it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm gonna... Daddy's home. home. Yeah, daddy is home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I found really challenging was that, like, as, uh, it's definitely different in the remake, but I had, like, I had no defensive vocabulary. Um, there was no guard, there was no, um, there was no block, there was no kind of, like, fight back. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, if a zombie latched onto you, you just had to mash out, and you kind of push it away, and then you just, um, like, there's no run backwards, it's just kind of step softly backwards yeah. <laughs> so you just kind of backwards pace a little bit and then you try to shoot them uh trying to pull a 180 is just like a goddamn nightmare because uh, it it's is tank control because so. you flip around mm -hmm. and then because you're holding in one direction you flip around mm -hmm. and then you're like do i want to keep holding in that direction do i want to push the other direction and then yeah that's what i was that was what i was talking about earlier yeah, yeah. about like you just keep going back and forth like two inches especially if you're like right on the cusp of a camera angle change like yeah, yeah it can be, it's it can so be frustrating um yeah uh so you kind of fight your way through uh the hallway and you come to a, uh, a room that has kind of a back closet that has uh this painting of you know uh, a creepy i think it's just like a an oil painting of a guy being hung or something and uh and there's some there's like an inscription that mentions something about bring this fire to the like bring hell and fire to the corpse man or something like that and uh leon starts with a with a lighter and so i was like oh i wonder if like this is this is where you use lighter sure enough it is and you burn a little hole in the painting and that's what really reveals uh, a red a red jewel which is going to be a key in in uh in, a, in an upcoming puzzle wow Does that i don't have yours? that at all really no i don't get a lighter I do a thing to get a red jewel. Mm -hmm. So late, so I find a book because you get two red jewels for, to open up uh, to get like a key or something later, right? I get a medallion. One red jewel. There's only one. Yeah, I okay. get one red jewel. You have to find a book that goes to a statue. You put the book in the statue's arm, then you put the arm on the statue, which makes its other arm twist out, and it drops like a scepter. Oh! You take the scepter, you flip it over, you push a button on it, you pull the jewel out of it, oh. and then you take that jewel, you put it in a box. It opens the box and 
that I think that might be where you get the stars badge is inside the box. Oh my god! And then the stars badge, you flip over, you push a button on it, and a USB dongle comes out of it. Oh my god! Yeah, there's a lot of things. There's so, that's so much different than mine. Yeah. Oh my god! It's fun. Yeah. Um, that's I, what I really like about. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to interrupt no, you. But that's what I really like about Resident Evil. And I know they do it in Seven. I know you do it in a lot of the games mm-hmm. where you pick up an item. You're like, okay, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. And then you go into your inventory and you like. Mm-hmm. Examine, examine, yeah, you can the examine it. Yeah, and you can just like spin it around, and sometimes there's a little button they don't tell you about, mm-hmm. and then it does something way different. And it's yeah, yeah. so much fun and it's so exciting to just find out, like, oh, I had a box. What's in the box? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this thing. Push the button on the thing. Oh, this thing is now a thinger. Thinger. <laughs> yeah, I really like. Um, the, like in your inventory, it just says like picture frame, and then once you examine it, you look at it, and uh, and then it changes to like portrait of family photo or something like like the actual item description changes based on what your character discovers about it by examining it yeah which is so cool later like i don't maybe you have this in the sewers there's like a thing where you have to like take all these chess pieces to unlock Mm -hmm. a door Mm -hmm. i don't know if yours has that Mm -hmm. um so you just get they just call electrical part until you examine them and then it's like knight piece oh okay queen piece etc etc because there's like six of them and you have to know what they are because they all go in certain spots yeah and like you can kind of tell if you have like a big enough TV and you're like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. that looks like a queen chess piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if you examine them all, then it's like, oh yeah, these are super easy now. Yeah, yeah. Then you have it right there. This is nice. Totally, totally nice. Um, there, there's no examine mechanic in in the original one here, so I, so th- so I know they introduce it later. Um, so when you pick up an item, it's just the rook plug or whatever. Oh, so, okay. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, so in mine, you you find a red jewel here, um, which of course. If you know anything about a Resident Evil game, you're like, oh, a big red jewel. This is going to be used for something. You go back in through the hallway, and there's uh, there's some zombies. Uh, you're finding kind of green herbs along the way, which are your healing items. Yeah, there's uh, three kinds of herbs in this ge- in mine, at mm-hmm. least. There's green herbs, red herbs, and blue herbs. Mm-hmm. To Some combine with some. Some you can eat on their own. Mm-hmm. So green herbs heal you. Mm-hmm. You can put up to three green herbs together, and that's like the same amount as a first aid spray. It'll heal you all the way. Yep. If you you can eat one just green herb, and that will do like one point of damage. I don't know how Going your health, health meter works in mine. Man, if you look at like you you go to your items, mm-hmm. it's like a heart rate monitor, and it mm-hmm. says fine, caution, caution danger. danger. Yeah. Okay. So exactly the same then. Yeah. Nice. I said it at the same time as yeah, you. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like if you're in caution, you eat one green herb, you get back to fine. If mm-hmm. you're in danger, you get back to caution, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. It's actually percentage based. Hey. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, I so reading up, I think you actually, like, there's hard numbers. Like, I think your character has, like, 200 hit points. Um, and zombies deal, you know, on their on their strong hitbox, they do 40 damage. On their weak hitbox, they do 25 or something like that. I've, I've so, found that because sometimes I could be in danger and I could take two hits, and sometimes I can only mm-hmm. take one hit. Yeah, and so, so your, da- like, your status level would be, you know, you're fine between 100 and 75%, et cetera, et cetera. So, okay. so yeah, so that's kind of cool. Um, I, I do appreciate that whole, like, oh, I don't know exactly how much health I have. It is right? kind of like, ooh, ooh, yeah. can I take another hit, or mm-hmm. is this it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and like... It's like what, Dirty Harry, did I shoot six, or did I shoot five? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of times I would find myself where I would be, like, one stage below fine, or... And, like, again, your character kind of symbolizes this, or showcases this, I guess, by, like, um, you know, you're fine, you're walking around, but then when you're cautioned, you're kind of, like, limping and holding your elbow, and then when you're in danger, he's, like, actually limping and he can't run. Yep. Um... So I would be like, I'd be still fine, but I would know I would have taken a hit. And all of a sudden, um, there's two green herbs, but I only have space for one or something. So I would just like eat one now and then save another one for later. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I'd be like, oh, 
I, now I'm at full health, but I'll come back and I'll grab this on the next time or something. I made a note of mine, and I doubt yours does this. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is why I made the note, because you can't do it in the first one. Mm-hmm. Is when you pick up an item... Um, and you don't have enough space in your inventory, you can already combine it with a pre-existing item. Oh, interesting. So, like, if yeah. you had a green herb in your inventory, but your inventory is full, but you want to pick up another one, you, you, could auto- com- you could auto-combine them. You don't have to drop something, then pick up that green herb, right. then go into your menu, menu, again, menu again, and then combine them. Mm-hmm. It saves so uh-huh. much time. Um, yeah, definitely. I actually, like, didn't have any point in this game where my inventory was full and I tried to pick up an item, so I actually don't know how that like how they would have done that mm. um in in my original game i just i just didn't really encounter that I i'm just, assuming it's the same as one it just doesn't let you pick it up it's mm-hmm. like your inventory's full yeah yeah have fun going back to the safe box mm-hmm. um really quick there's two other there's two other herbs types there's blue oh, and yeah, red <laughs> um do you want to talk do you want to yeah drop uh, what those are? blue is for poison mm-hmm. and red is kind of like like a shield almost oh what what i'm never really sure what red does what does red do in your game uh you can combine one red herb with one green herb and it uh and it's an auto full heal yeah so that's the and then that's the only purpose for it is it just it just increases the potency of green herbs so there's excuse me there's very few uh red herbs throughout the game blue herbs do the same thing and and they heal poison but there's very few red herbs and so basically you just kind of keep one in your inventory um, and then when you come across a green herb, you just mix those two together. And now you have a full heal. I know I can mix red and blue in my game. And then if you do that, it cures <laughs> your poison. And then like you get a little icon down on the corner of your screen where nothing else is going on. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little shield with a plus on it. Okay. So just, and, uh, then, and it goes down. I think it's like a poison invulnerability for a little bit. Okay. You can't be poisoned again. Yeah. Yeah. Like you increase poison resistance or something. That would be exactly what I'm trying to say. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Thanks thanks for putting it into words for me. Hey, no problem. Um, so you continue, you continue on through, um, there's uh what's really notable is throughout the game there's very little music there it's just kind of these kind of creepy ambiances and stuff uh when you enter a save room that has a has a typewriter and usually a storage box all of a sudden this kind of music starts playing this very kind of safety music oh this nice little melody Um, yeah exactly i'm sure that's a carryover from a single one oh uh, yeah it's just it's very just probably the same music probably Maybe, yeah, I guess I don't know the music, but again, very Firelink Shrine, where it's like, oh, just just no, hearing the music is very like, oh, okay, now I'm safe for, I'm no safe one, for a minute. Yeah, no one can touch me in here, mm-hmm. I'm never leaving this room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I come across that, and that was like the first time where I didn't immediately see a typewriter, and I was like, oh, no, I know, I know I'm safe, so. Um, before I flip my page over on my notes, mm-hmm. the last thing I have <laughs> written here is Leon and Claire flirting is adorable. Oh, yeah. Totally. I don't know if they're it's like flirty in yours because it's not like three D photorealistic faces talking to each other, but like no, they're they so like cute. Yeah, <laughs> trying to talk to each other, being like, "Oh my god, like there's zombies everywhere, but you're pretty <laughs> cute." And like Claire, look out, zombies! Zombies! Oh my god, Claire, we have to get through this night together. Um, he says something like, "I'm a police officer. It's my job to save you." And Leon like is like a huge dork in this game. Oh, big time! <laughs> I'm just like I'm like I have to do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, and I, I I haven't played like. Resident Evil revelations and stuff, and like all the games that go in between the numbered ones. Mm-hmm. I, Leon is a way different character in Resident Evil Four. Really, he's like very like grizzled and like. Oh yeah, no, I've I've I, I played very brief of Resident Evil Four, and I've watched a playthrough of it. Yeah, yeah, where it's just like, what happened to him? Because he's so just <laughs> like you? he's like a tiny little yuppie in this game, where he's just like, yeah, the world. There's no corruption in the government, and yeah. like all cops are the best friends of the people, Aww. and zombies. Yeah. <laughs> nice little Leon, a little pupper. Yeah. 
Yep. So, uh, so this save room that I encountered is right by a dark room. So that you, uh, so in the kind of back end of the safety room, there's a there's a dark room where you can develop film. Okay, I wasn't sure uh, if that was going to be in your game or not. It is in mine. Yeah, it's it's very like I don't think um, I looked it up and I, like I didn't actually come across any film. There's very few films that you can like develop. Four in my game. Yeah, there was I think there was one or two, and there's one that's like the classic Easter egg where if you. Uh, examine uh, a desk in the star's office 50 times. Yeah, if you uh, examine Wesker's desk it, and then develop it, it's a photo of Rebecca Chambers in, like, a basketball outfit. Right, yeah, yeah. Oh, and uh, in, in in my game, it's uh, it's the same thing. It's Rebecca Chambers in, like, a slightly seductive pose, and I think they just amped it up more for, for yours. Yeah, It's, like, did. a callback thing. I, I watched, like, an Easter egg video the other day mm-hmm. where it's, like, and I heard about that if you click on the desk 50 times, mm-hmm. mine is if you, like, go to a drawer, there's an item in there and you get it, and then there isn't, like, an action prompt. It doesn't say press X. But if you do press X, there's a roll of film there. Oh, okay. And then you develop it. And it's it is, prompting. like, a very seductive Rebecca Chambers, who's, like, a character from Resident Evil Zero. Oh, sure. Um, just in this weird basketball gear. <laughs> it's super weird. Sexy. Um, <laughs> but she also, like, kind of looks like a child. Oh, not sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, definitely. It's weird that Wesker, that's the photo he has at his desk. Yeah. yeah because I guess he's so. also, like, a big bad guy. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I miss when games did like shit like this, where, you know, there's not, there's no hints or anything. You just have to, it's like playground hearsay where it's like, oh dude, did you hear if you push on, if you go up to the desk and you push a 50 times, you get a secret film. You get a mini hook tail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, like I, I loved that shit in games and I miss that so much. It's really fun. But like in that scenario, mm-hmm. they said it in the Easter egg video that I watched, mm-hmm. like, who figured that out? Yeah, who figured it out? And they're also, like, this game came out in 1998. There was no YouTube. Like, there's no, no, uh, there was no way for you to know this aside from somebody found it out and they told their older brother who told whatever, right? Like, it's yeah, just like, it's just oh. word of mouth. Yeah. It's all hearsay evidence. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, so you so you leave the dark room and you head up the stairs up onto the now I believe we're on the third floor, um, and this is where I encountered my first like actual puzzle where there's a where there's a statue and it says something about uh, when the sun and the moon cross my gaze I open up or something like that. Okay. And uh, there's just these two statues that are facing um, like away from the middle statue. You, all you have to do is push the push each statue like up and over and then the other one like down and over so that they're in uh like the other spots. They basically kind of like swapped spots. Mm-hmm. Now they're looking at the statue and then it drops that second red jewel. So now you have two red jewels which are going to open up a puzzle later. Yeah, don't have that puzzle at all. Hmm. It's that's interesting. Yeah. Is your whole goal right now trying to find a way to escape the police station? Mm. Because that's what it is in mind. You have to find three medallions, put them in a statue yeah. in the main hall, yeah. and that opens a secret passage downstairs, and you escape. Right. Canonically, I guess I don't know what my what my objective was. Like, I think I, I don't think it actually says. Like, Leon just shows up at the police department and is like looking around. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In that first, there's only two medallion slots in mine. Oh. Um, and immediately you look at those and you're like, oh, okay, guys, I'm, I'm finding two medallion slots. So I guess like, oh, and the player knew that that was my goal, but. Um, I don't think Leon had a specific goal like that. Okay, there's like so. a character in mind that like talks to you and he's like, oh, there, there was this one cop, that one that got bitten in half. Mm-hmm. He was trying to find a way out. Mm. You should do that. <laughs> Worked out so well for him. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's it's just you like, to like those medallion statues, it's just like you have to like line up. It's like a little rotor wheel where you flip it to like bow, fish, woman, and then that like flips it out and then you get the medallion. 
You're oh, making a face like that's not how it is de- in your game. Definitely not. My, like, my game was so straightforward, where it was, like, tiny puzzle like this, where you just, like, push a couple blocks, and then mm-hmm. it opens up and you get the medallion, or you get the key that you need for the next mm-hmm. area. So, uh, so this one, you get the other red jewel. Um, you can continue on, and this is where you enter, like, um, like kind of a main office room where you get Claire, uh, Chris's diary, and this is where you get a little bit of backstory about uh, about Chris Redfield. Um, you find out that Claire is his sister, and Chris was uh, part of the Stars team and, uh, and is out on a mission right now. Uh, flew to Europe to the main Umbrella HQ because he knows something's up. Um... <laughs> That's, that's so funny that in yours it says he's on a mission to like Umbrella HQ and mine it's like they're, lo- they're letters and it's like I'm having fun in Europe there's so many hot girls here what? I oh might god. not ever come back oh my god <laughs> it's like he's just having fun even though he had this like horrible experience in the first game oh yikes uh, cause, and then it's like Jill if Claire's looking for me tell her I'm okay right yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's wild um, so this is actually the room where you can get the shotgun. So this is, uh, like the star's office. Yes. Yeah, so this um, is where I get the Magnum slash desert Eagle slash big gun. Yeah. That's sick. Um, this is where I would get the shotgun if I knew again, like the locker where you get it out from just kind of like blended into the wall. So I just didn't think it was a locker. So I didn't think to check it. Okay. <sighs> so I might have uh, to play the original. Yeah. It's yeah. It's fun. Uh, so that's where you get the unicorn medallion. So now I know I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like halfway through the prologue or the, the first chapter, right? Yeah. Um, Claire enters and she does like a little, uh, you get a little cutscene. Um, all the cutscenes are really poorly acted. Like they're just really cheesy and stuff. So uh, like they're, they are kind of flirty. In every, so in every cutscene, um, Claire will, Claire and then Ada later is like, there's no time. And they just turn around and run. And Leon like the ending of every cutscene is wait come back you're not safe or like something like that and it's just like so cheesy like why does everybody have to run away like can't like just everybody chill for five seconds let's figure (laughs) out a plan in mine i was like always with claire it was like she's against like on the other side of a gate and you can't get to her oh okay so like you never actually like you meet up with her and you're like Mm -hmm. "Ooh, we can touch hands through the gate but you don't do it but like the tension's there and Mm -hmm. it's like claire Get out of here. There's zombies there. You got to go find a different gate because I'm on the good side of this gate. There's no zombies. Mm-hmm. No, uh, in my in my game like they actually like both enter the same room and have like a conversation and then she just runs off and goes somewhere else where you can't find her. So Oh yeah, I like mine better. Yeah, it, it's definitely gamey in that sense. It's like she runs out the door and immediately you go out the door and she's just nowhere to be found and you're like, "Okay." Okay. So, um so when you go back to the main room, uh, so I what I did here was I uh, got the medallion and I was like, okay, well let's go drop it off in the main hall because there's a side uh, a side room that I hadn't explored because it was full of zombies and I was like, I'm not touching that yeah. when I first started the game. So I went back to the main hall, drop off the unicorn medallion, and I go in that kind of side um, side room and that's where I'm leading to the office where um, where we, where that safe was that I was okay. telling yep. you about. Yep. Um, so you go through there, and so this was when I first got the, um, I, I clear out all the zombies, there's like six zombies in there or something, um, I get to that office, I'm looking around, and this is when I first get some shotgun ammo, and I was like, oh, cool, shotgun ammo, I bet I'm gonna get the shotgun soon, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was wrong, and that's when you get the, <laughs> that's when you get the spade key, you can check the map, and you can see, you know, which rooms are now available to you, because before you only had kind of like two ways you could go, now you get the spade key, and now it's like, oh, you check your map and now there's two rooms that you can access. So it's up to you. And you're like, which room do I want to go to first? Yeah. Right. I wanted to ask you, mm-hmm. personally, I think the part, like the beginning of this game where you're first like trying to find the medallions and you're like, as you're opening up doors, this mm-hmm. is the strongest part of the game. Yeah. Uh, where it's like once, 
it's very a Resident Evil one where it's like one set location and mm-hmm. you're tr- always like coming back to it and you're like, oh, now I can open this door to get to this mm-hmm. room and da 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 da. Yeah, yeah. That's the strongest part of this game because once you get the medallions, it becomes very linear for the most part. There's yes. like there's some twists and turns, but like the sewers mm-hmm. is kind of like that. You do. I hate sewer game. Like I, I hate sewer levels in every game. There's <laughs> not a sewer level that I like. What would you rather have? Sewer level mm-hmm. or poison swamp? <sighs> Both are bad. Both are bad levels. Um, I definitely would. I, I I prefer the aesthetic of a poison swamp. Poison swamps look sick. Okay. They're they're garbage, and I hate poison swamps, and I hate sewer levels. Stop with that. Because you get poisoned in both. <sighs> um, so you get the speed key, and now you can walk around and enter a couple more rooms. Um, uh, there is a uh, nearby. You get the crank, which is going to be an item that you use and access later. Uh, so then you kind of do some backtracking, and uh, and this and you enter through uh, to a library. Do you want to talk about the library? I don't have too much to say about the library, but yeah, no. sure. Well, this is just where you enter the library. Um, the library is kind of cool because it's like this um, this point where you can now access like a bunch of areas from the library. Like clearly, that we played different games because I kind of disagree with you. That there's like three different doors off it. Mm-hmm. In mine, you go up one, and you're like the door that you want to go to. You're walking, and you fall through the floor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you can't ever get to that door until you get like a thing for the jack to move the bookshelves to like make a path underneath it because Leon's mm-hmm. too much of a baby to jump a two foot hole. Yep. Even though he's like roundhouse mm-hmm. kicking zombies in the head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe it has something to do with the, like the order that I did it. Cause I'm, I'm guessing that the, it still branches in the same path, but I, I basically went from, from the library, I went up and now you're kind of on like the top floor and you like exit the room and now you're like overlooking the, the main reception hall. Yeah. Um, I went into the room that's kind of like you walk in and you're like, Oh, I'm in a clock tower. Like this is going to be a clock tower style puzzle later. Um, and of course you get to a point where like you need something to continue. So I was like, okay, cool. That's in my brain. Now I know that whenever I find a gear or a lever or something like that's where I go. Yep. Then I did do that puzzle where I kind of fell through the floor and you just do the like book, case puzzle mm-hmm. and it reveals uh that revealed like the bishop plug for me oh yeah i'm not getting any of those plugs for a while oh really all my plugs were in the sewer <laughs> all, your, all, all your... my plugs are in the sewer baby <laughs> sick um yeah no, I, got the, I got the bishop plug now so okay um so then you can exit through the upper balcony into the main exit and then the, um there was an emergency ladder that you can push down so now you can kind of access this from the main entrance hall um like oh okay this is why this is a big deal for you yeah in mine if you walk in so you're in the main hall Mm -hmm. it's your safe room your fire link whatever Mm -hmm. hunter's dream (laughs) nice um the thing in sekiro (laughs) dilapidated temple the dilapidated temple in sekiro anyhow you're in that room there's a big there's like the three the spot where you're supposed to put the three medallions kind of like at the far end of it Mm -hmm. but then right behind that there's a big staircase Mm -hmm. that goes up and then you can just go to that room instantly the door is locked from like that side but once you go through the library you in this in my game there's like little like deadbolts Mm -hmm. on some doors oh you flip it and it makes the sound through like the ps4 controller and i love it it sounds so good that's like the most asmr (laughs) part of this game and it sounds so good except for somebody's footsteps that we haven't got to him yet and i'm glad we haven't got to him yet yeah yeah so so yeah Mm -hmm. i could get to that room at the very beginning sure yeah, I, I definitely couldn't. Like, this is up on a second floor, and so when you once you leave that, uh, there's like an emergency ladder that you can kick down. So now you're like, oh, cool, this is back. Like, I can, I can access this now. So that's kind of cool. 
Um, it's interesting how much they actually like change. Totally. Like, this is like this is a remake. This isn't a remaster. No, oh, it absolutely is a remake. Totally. Looking at you, Dark Souls remaster. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So you get some handgun upgrade parts around here. There's a there's a drawer where you you've, I've found two small keys, kind of just collecting along the way. You just you know you're checking drawers and stuff. And so uh, there's a drawer here that has a small lock. You use one of the small keys and you open it up, and there's some handgun parts, which. Uh, I so this actually allows me to have my handgun be uh, like fully automatic. So okay. Now, um, so I can do that, and I think it's probably uh, increased ammo or sorry, increased uh, damage. In mine, there's three upgrades you can get for the handgun. You can get like a stock kind of like to make it like mm-hmm. like a shotgun would have. Mm-hmm. You can get like uh su- like I think it's called like a muzzle suppressor. It's just like a silencer basically. Okay. And you can get um an extended clip. An extended clip, right? Yeah, it, this one is just like. Handgun, upgraded handgun. <laughs> That's what you get, so. In yours, do you have, like, so many inventory slots, and then you get, like, pouches that gives you more inventory slots? There's one. Oh. There's one pouch that you get. So I think you start with eight inventory slots, and then mm-hmm. you get a pouch that opens that up to ten. Okay. So. I think I start with, like, six, and then I get, like, four pouches throughout the game that gives you another two each time oh damn yeah. wow they spoil you yeah yeah wow yeah no um but in all honesty like i uh again i didn't really have an issue with my inventory management like i, I really found that this was really well paced to the point where um like i didn't really need to be doing a lot of backtracking just to drop off items and stuff i was kind of like each time i came across the save room i was like okay well you know what i used the this key in this last area, I probably don't need it now, so I just kind of would drop it off and and stuff. What what I really ran into was towards the end of the game, once I have all my weapons and I had the magnum and the shotgun and the handgun, and then I also had handgun ammo, shotgun ammo, and yeah. magnum ammo. Like all of a sudden, there's six inventory slots yeah. just taken up. So so then it became more of like, oh, which weapon do I want to use for this area? Like, do I think I can get it done with just the handgun, or should I take the magnum, which is basically just easy mode on bosses? Is mm-hmm. the magnum? So that's what I ended up saving my magnum for. I'm assuming because this is on the this is on the ps2 this game ps1 ps1 yes you don't even have the dual shocks then no so you only have the Mm d-pad because like on mine you use like obviously the dual shocks to move around and then the d-pad is hot keyed to which weapon you want oh nice pistols top Mm -hmm. shotguns bottom flamethrowers right and then uh magnums left yeah sure you could switch those up yeah that's how mine was sweet that would have been sweet um you you just uh access that from this pause menu and you just equip each item What's that? Sorry, you finished your thought. No, that's what I had to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's very asmr when he's, like, flipping through weapons, because it makes, like, the... Oh, like, sure. Like, you're cocking a gun each time, yeah. and he does it every time you flip between your weapons, so, like, sometimes I just rotate the D-pad, and it's just like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this is, you know, you keep again, you keep going through, and uh, uh, this is when you come to a room that's... Uh, it's a hallway that's filled with crows, which were a nightmare to, go th- to get through on my game. Um, because, again, you're just kind of stuck with those tank controls, so you don't really have great maneuverability when the crows have excellent maneuverability um and so they really messed me up there hey owen guess what hey what there's no crows in my game what yeah there's no crows (laughs) they took the crows out i know how shitty the crows are because i'm playing resident evil 1 Mm -hmm. i don't know how many times i've said that this podcast i'm playing resident (laughs) evil 1 oh you're playing resident evil 1 yeah actually right now i'm on a current playthrough of resident evil 1 i'm not having fun because there's crows yeah crows suck um there's dogs in your game right there is dogs yeah dogs are bad enemies in all video games as well Take all the dogs in all the video games that are enemy dogs, I should say. Put them in the poison swamp. Throw the poison swamp down the sewer and launch that shit away from me. 
I understand what you're saying, and I hear what you're saying, but I like the dogs in Resident Evil. I know they're a pain in the ass, and they mm-hmm. waste a lot of bullets, mm-hmm. but they just like the dogs in Dark Souls 3, they are so satisfying when you get a hit and you launch oh, them they, across the room. Damn, uh, that would be sweet. Yeah, they don't launch in my game. Oh, yeah, you get the shotgun. Like, one shot... One shot with the shotgun, pretty much anywhere you hit them mm-hmm. is an insta kill, mm-hmm. and it like launches them, mm-hmm. and it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'll tell you at this point. Um, so after you access uh, the sewers, then you get to that uh, like the factory or whatever, or like the lab, the lab, yeah, the lab, not the factory. That's the point where I was like, okay, you know what? I should have the shotgun by now, and that's when I looked it up and was like. Ooh. Oh my god, I missed the shotgun. Buddy! So I was at the lab, and I backtracked all the way back to the star's office to get the shotgun. That's like 80% of the game. Dude, I know. (laughs) I I got to the point where I had like 65 shotgun bullets, and I was like, okay, I should have the shotgun here. Something went wrong. So I literally used the handgun for like a majority of the game. So maybe that's why I had such a hard time with with some of the enemies, but... Yeah, shotgun definitely. It's your number one dog killing friend. Wow, mm-hmm. that was dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we'll just kind of uh, zip on through because this is kind of when I use the different keys. Uh, pretty much each uh, like diamond spade, diamond spade heart, whatever club key. Um, I got them all relatively within quick succession, and pretty much each one just led to uh, to another plug. Uh, eventually, I, I roped around, and that's when I got the uh, the second medallion, which was the eagle medallion, and this opened up the next area. So interesting. It's not even the same medallion in mine. Which one? There's a unicorn, a lady, and a lion. Yeah, I had a. Oh, is that? Maybe mine was a lion. Hmm. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I was pretty sure, but um, I'm just kind of yeah, I'm just kind of breezing through here. So yeah, at this at this point for me, my the goal is get the three medallions. You put them in the statue. Mm -hmm. It opens a staircase that goes down Mm -hmm. underneath the police station more than you've currently been. Mm -hmm. The basement of the police station. Yeah. So mine, you walk down, and it's like this very nice room with like a big desk. There's a item box and a save thing, mm-hmm. even though there's one like 20 feet behind you. But mm-hmm. um, And I think there's some shotgun ammo, but that's not that important. Yeah. And then you take an elevator, you go down, and then you're kind of in like a boiler room, I guess. There's like a turbine and stuff of right. like that's, I'm assuming, powering the police station, even though there's a power room that you go to later, but whatever, that's beside the point. Sure. Maybe it powers the lab. I don't know. Who knows? They need a lot of power. Raccoon City architecture is a mess. Yeah, that's true. Resident Evil architecture is a mess. Yeah, that one's true, too. Uh, uh, no, you go. Uh, I was just going to say, there's a really cool point around here where um, you enter a hallway where there's like a, like a, a fuse box with like a, a frayed cord, mm-hmm. and, it, and like it just says, like, oh, you could use this switch to, to lower the... Or t- to like lower the guards on the windows but the cord is frayed so you're like oh okay i guess i gotta find a replacement cord and then later in the game you find a cord just like sitting on a table mm-hmm. and you're like oh i bet that's for the um for the windows and so you go back and you um uh, you use the cord on the windows and there's two hallways that there's this cord fuse box puzzle at yeah but you only get one cord the cord uh puts up breakers uh or sorry like a, like a yeah, like, um, shutters shutters yeah exactly uh along the windows and uh but it doesn't on the other one and you can only use one of course and then th- there's that one point where zombies break in through windows and all of a sudden there's like whichever hallway you didn't use the cord on is just filled with zombies now okay i don't have that in mind in mine occasionally there's items just called boards mm. and you can it's a one-time use you put it on a window zombies can't break in through that window oh anymore. cool 
That's pretty cool. But there's, like, more windows than there are boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you have to pick and choose as well. Yeah. I know the first playthrough of this, I was really focused on, like, yeah, I gotta board up all the windows. This one, I just kept... I just kept running. Like, yeah. You don't have to do it. It'll stop like one zombie. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. They, they just kind of breeze through. Uh, and, and like at this point, I was just kind of like not worried about fighting zombies. And I was like, I'll just save my ammo for when I like need to fight rather than I could just run through. So, yeah. Um, should we talk about the, cause should we talk about Ada Wong? Yeah, I guess. I, could, we, could we drop down and talk about Ada? Um, I'm trying to remember if this, I, I never wrote anything about Ada, except for, like, near the end in okay. my notes. But, yeah, sure, Ada shows up. Yep. So, uh, so after you drop down into the um, into the basement or wherever, you can kind of walk around. And, uh, again, you've kind of been encountering um, Claire. There's, like, uh, right before you go into the sewers, there's, like, this little kind of side area. There's, like, a little hole that you go and examine. It's like, oh, there's a hole here, but it's too big for an adult. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a, a weird thing, which, of course, comes up later once you learn about Claire's story. And, like, she comes to this room with, uh, with the little girl. Sure, yeah. Sherry Birkin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, it's William Birkin's daughter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's a big thing. Oh, I didn't know that. I just thought it was a girl. Yeah, that's Sherry Birkin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we get to the parking garage. This is where you meet Ada Wong. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. You you go down through that. It's, it's kind of like a little bit of the sewers mm -hmm. on mine. You go up a ladder. You lift a sewer grate, and you're in, in the middle of the parking garage. Yeah. Um, yeah, mine, you kind of go, like, a back way, and you enter, like, through a door, but pretty much the same thing yeah so, uh you're in a parking garage and you meet ada wong that's this um, is where i first encountered dogs is in the parking garage yes mine was in the area just before the dog or before the parking garage there's like a, a corridor kind of thing so um once we uh, once you meet ada and she gets you to kind of push a, a, a truck aside and now you can access a, a door i'm guessing it's probably slightly different because mine was like very gamey where she's like there's a giant truck blocking the way i wish i could have some help and then you both just like push a truck like a parked truck aside and then you can access the door yeah that's not even in my game at all yeah do you just access the next area right away yeah yeah okay well yeah you access <laughs> gotta have a small puzzle um yeah in here there's like the dog kennels there's the mm -hmm. morgue and there's the jail mm -hmm. uh, the morgue is pretty straightforward it's exactly what you'd expect where like you pull out the trays and one of them is going to have a zombie on it mm -hmm. Mo uh, I know one has a body that's just dead mm -hmm. it doesn't move um, a couple stick so they don't open that far and then one you open and you can see the feet mm -hmm. and you're like hmm it's probably gonna be a zombie mm -hmm. you pull it out and like it is a zombie but it's holding a key that you need right yeah, i think it's holding like the diamond key or the club key sure cool yeah uh i don't think there was any interaction in the i actually don't know if i had a morgue trying to think i definitely had the kennel um and the jail dogs but yeah just a bunch of dogs which are kind of cool there's uh there's a really great moment when you go through the kennel um and i like save scum to this because i wanted to test but basically um you can you walk through the kennel and dogs kind of jump up at you against the jail cell like door yeah they're in cages they're in, exactly yeah in cages in jail cells so uh, you can shoot them um if you don't shoot them and you just go to the end, uh, there's a red herb at the end of the at the end of the hallway. As soon as you pick up the red herb, both jail cells open up and the dogs kind of rush you. So I saved right before I did that because yep. I was like, obviously I bet I can kill the dogs beforehand. I go and I kill each dog, um, but then the when you pick up the item, the jail cells don't open and there's an item in one of the jail cells. Mm -hmm. So I was like, oh okay. Uh, so what I ended up doing was saving again for the third time, and now I just went and I killed the only other dog. Then when I opened, when I grabbed the item, the other jail cell opens up, I only have to kill one dog. But, kind of cool moment. Oh, that's interesting. I, I know I walked through, I had the shotgun, and I just, like, 
old yellowed through that room. <laughs> nice. Yeah, thanks. That was good. That was a very apt metaphor. Yeah. Um, you wake your way through uh, to the jail, and this is where uh, this is who Ada's been trying to meet, um, and this is Ben. Yeah, he's named Ben in mine, too. Ben. I don't know why they would have changed it. His name is Ben. Yeah, it's Ben. Uh, he's a reporter who's yes. been reporting on... Uh, Chief Irons. On Chief Irons, the chief actually, of police. Well, actually, he's been reporting on Umbrella, mm-hmm. and then Chief Irons locked him up. Right. Because there's some scummy stuff going there's on. There's something him. scummy. I guess we didn't like do any really lore. And we, don't even, we haven't even mentioned Umbrella yet in this whole podcast. Sure. Do you want to, go, do you want to drop some lore? Uh, I, could, I could drop some, some drop fat some. stacks yeah. of lore. Watch out. Lore bomb incoming. I don't remember the dates on any of these. And it's not going to be as good as the Metroid one. <laughs> because I don't know this series as well. Sure. But there's three guys. Oswald E. Spencer. Marcus. I don't remember his last name. And Edward Ashford. Okay. So they're all like, we're rich. We're powerful. Mm-hmm. We want to do spooky stuff. Mm-hmm. So they go to Africa where they heard there's this plant. And I think it's called, like, the Heaven's Gateway or something like that. And it's basically the Black Panther flower where you eat it and you get, like, super strong. Cool. Um, They take it. They realize inside of it there's, like, a virus. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what makes you, like, super strong. Sure. So they're like, oh, shit. We could, like, harvest the shit out of this and, like, make it a weapon. Mm -hmm. We could do it. We could make Captain America. Yeah. Um, And they call that the progenitor virus. Okay. So then they kind of all split off into their own things. But before they do that, they're like, hmm, how do we make money to keep studying the progenitor virus? Oh, we'll make a pharmaceutical company. Smart. And they make Umbrella, the Umbrella Corporation. It's huge. People love it. They're philanthropic. (laughs) Sure. Um, (laughs) That's a word. (laughs) Yeah, they're headquarters. It's in Raccoon City. There's other bases around the world. It doesn't matter. Sure. They build a big... Okay, so then they build a couple of labs. They build one in the Arclay Mountains at the Spencer Mansion. Okay. Which is just to, like, test samples of the viruses that they make. And that's in RE1? That's, Re- that's Resident Evil 1. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then they build a huge underground lab in, like, the heart of Raccoon City, like, underneath Raccoon City mm-hmm. in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, so they make the T-Virus. A couple of them make the T-Virus. By messing around with the progenitor virus. The T-virus is what makes the zombies in like mm-hmm. Resident Evil 1 and also this game. You find out later in the story, it's because um, William Birkin was supposed to be like... William Birkin in this game is a scientist working on the T-virus mm-hmm. from the first game. Mm-hmm. A different strain of it. And then the g- head of Umbrella, I think it's Marcus, is like, stop doing that. I want that. Right. Because... Birkin made a deal with the U.S. government and, like, the military to sell the G-Virus, which is a, which is a modification of the T-Virus. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're like, Mr. Birkin, give that to us, like, the Resident Evil... Or, sorry, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> the Umbrella Secret Service, I believe is what they're called. Okay. Which is just, like, their secret army. They're like, Mr. Birkin, you gotta give that to us. He's like, I'll never give up G. Mm-hmm. He gets shot. Yep, he dies. They, uh, oh, no, sorry, you just get shot. He just gets shot. Yeah, sorry. He's, he's maybe dead? Mm-hmm. Who, knows? Who knows? It's Resident Evil and it's spooky. But he drops one of the vials and it breaks on the ground and some rats mm-hmm. eat it or lick it. I don't know. It's, it's goo. Yeah. It get. gets on them somehow. Yeah. It gets into the Raccoon City water supply. That's why there's oh, zombies. The water supply. I knew it was spread by the rats. I didn't know it was the water supply. I that's believe cool. it, yeah. That would make sense. So that's why there's zombies. But William Birkin was working on a thing called the G virus, mm-hmm. which is just a better version of the T virus. Mm-hmm. 
And the reason that there's no crimson heads in this game, like mm-hmm. as previously stated, was because that's a different strain of the T-virus that was only operated in the Arclay Mountain facility. Oh. Well, this is a different thing of the T-virus that turns people into liquors eventually. Gotcha. Meanwhile, Umbrella's European branch was working on a thing with the T-virus, and they made the Nemesis virus, mm-hmm. because Umbrella's ultimate goal is to make tyrants, which are like these super weapons. Mm-hmm. It's the final boss of the first game. There's one very important character in this game that we've alluded to, but we haven't got to yet, and I'm about to talk about his badass. There's Nemesis. So then they take the Nemesis virus, and they make Nemesis, who is the main antagonist of Resident Evil 3, right. which has got a remake coming out, and I'm very excited for that. Totally. Um, and then some bunch of other shady shit happens. Uh, Edward Ashford's doing stuff in Antarctica and he dies but he's got a son and he genetically engineers himself and he makes Alexia and Eric Ashford I think that's not Eric Ashford but then they do something with a queen bee no a queen ant and that's like the Alexia virus sure Resident Evil's crazy very virusy yeah and then Wesker, who was in the first game, mm-hmm. he is like a triple, quadruple, quintuple agent. He's like constantly doing betrayals. He's like Ocelot in Metal Gear. Okay. <laughs> um, where he's like a super triple, yeah, whatever I just yeah, said. Yeah. Um, he takes a virus and he sells it to like Umbrella's competitor, which is like the corporation, I think they're called. And then they make Los Plagas, which then they like test on the people where they first found them the flower which is the progenitor virus in the first one i probably sound insane going off about this <laughs> i'm um, into it so no lost plagas is resident evil 4 i forget i've never fully played resident evil 4 so sure. th- it does that and leon's back and mm-hmm. he's grizzled mm-hmm. um but then resident evil 5 which i have played um it's wesker and he's doing stuff and it's ouroboros sorry do you play as wesker no i wish oh. that'd be so cool gotcha I love Wesker. Sure. He's badass in Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Oh, that's... Oh, that's Wesker. Yeah. Yeah, gotcha. The cheap one. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does something, and he, hates, and he hates Chris Redfield, because Chris Redfield's in that game, and he's super jacked. He's, like, super buff. He's been doing a thousand push-ups. Wow. I, I, I still sound insane. Um, and then Chris Redfield blows him up with a rocket launcher at a volcano. Resident Evil 5 is insane. That sounds fun. Um, and then there's this other company, Tricell... Which they do stuff in Resident Evil 6, but we don't care about that one. Right. But then there's this other company that was working on this thing called The Mold, um, which is Resident, Resident Evil, Evil 7. 7. And then they needed like a thing to like host it, kind of like how Mother Brain was like the host for the Metroids. Right. Was, but she's the host, the little Evelyn in Resident Evil 7, she's the host for The Mold. But that's like canonically going on at the same time. Yeah, yeah. At this point, Umbrella has been shut down because the government figured out what all this shady shit. Mm-hmm. I'll come back to this. Let's move on. Wow, you just cut yourself off there. Yeah, that's okay. I know. That's okay. Um, so, we're coming up to the moment that we've all been waiting for, and I was pretty darn excited to encounter Mr. X. Yeah. Um, Mr. X is pretty cool. Mr. X is pretty cool. I don't know how he first shows up in your game, but I have a very awesome... For- he's, he's, it's just like the liquor where there's like a crazy foreshadowing moment of like, this guy's going to be a problem later, but not right now. Hey, do you want to hear something cool? Yeah. Mr. X isn't in my game. That's true. I was I was looking forward to Mr. X. I I uh, when the remake came out, I watched a let's play of it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool." I really love the whole patrolling enemy throughout the police area. Yeah. So I and I knew that it was like around the parking garage thing because there's like a mini boss fight that you have against him in the parking garage. Unless I'm mistaken, and I'm just kind of remembering that wrong. But I remember you kind of first encounter in the parking garage. So I and so I 
you know, approach this hair. It's like, oh man, this is when Mr. X is going to come out. How, like, how am I going to do these tank controls and try to dodge this patrolling enemy? He just doesn't show up. He's just not in this game at all. Like, there's no tyrants in your game at all? Not at all. It's just William Birkin running around? Uh, William, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he, the first time you actually encounter him is on the tramway, like, to the factory or whatever. Oh, wow, there's, like, no bosses in your game. Very, very few. There's, like, three or four. Um, yeah, no Mr. X, and I was, like, really, like, I I don't know whose idea it was to bring that in. I don't know when Tyrants first, like, made an appearance in Resident Evil games, but I was really looking forward to that in this one, and it wasn't there at all. Uh, yeah, Tyrant is the final boss of Resident Evil 1. Oh. Yeah. It's not it's, as cool as Mr. X. It's like they haven't like perfected the technology yet. And it's like, sure. it looks like a liquor, but like bipedal. Yeah. Like standing up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's got like really long claws and it's super powerful. Sure. So in Jeff's game, uh, there's a, <laughs> there's a giant tyrant called Mr. X and, uh, and he's just like a giant beefed up Hulk of a man. Yeah. Um, that's really weird. Cause I like looked, I looked up something and like in the remake, he follows you from room. I'll get into this mm-hmm. more, but he follows you from room to room. And then I thought I read something where it's just like he's an occasional boss in the mm-hmm. original. Oh, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a very good chance on like some of the other scenarios he comes in. Um, I I didn't actually look into like that to see if like he is in later. I just know I did not encounter him at all in Leon scenario A. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, and I was I was looking forward to the like I. That is that is my favorite part about Resident Evil games um, is like the patrolling enemy. Uh, I I love a patrolling enemy in a video game because I find that shit so spooky. Like that that scares the crap out of me when I'm like when you can like hear him going like across the room on in the hallway or whatever, and you're yeah. like in the room behind it. Oh, <laughs> so spooky! It does it so well, and I was looking forward to that, and it didn't get it. Okay, well you can borrow Resident Evil Two again, and you can play my version. I'll play your version. <laughs> That's a great idea, actually. <laughs> we'll just make this podcast version two where we just play the opposite, opposite. version. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Let me see if we have the same reactions. Totally. Um, but how res- <laughs> Mr. X, um, how Mr. X shows up in my game is like, you see Ben in like the jail cell and he's mm-hmm. like, I will give you this key card to exit the parking garage. It's the only way out of the building. And Leon's like, um, I don't know if I can do that. I have to ask the chief if I can let you out of there. Even though everyone is dead. Leon is such a goody boy in this wow. game. Yeah, wow. He's like, the chief must have had a good reason for putting you in there. And then like, or what's his name? Ben? Ben, thank you. Yeah. Ben is like, yeah, he put me in here because he's dirty. And I've got dirt on him. Mm. And umbrella. And this goes all the way to the top. And Leon's like, hmm, I don't, I don't know. Think, yeah, I don't think so. I should ask the chief. Yeah. Yeah. Even though he's never met the chief, because sure. this is his first day his as first a cop. Day, first, good, good first day on the job. Yeah, he's killing it. <laughs> Literally. Um, but I'm sh- so Ben's talking to you, and then like you go to do something, mm-hmm. and then like a giant arm punches through the wall right. behind, and like grabs Ben by or, like grabs Ben by the head, and like just drags across the wall, and just crushes his head. Oh my God. That's all you see of Mister X at first is just his arm. God, because you can kind of like. Look through the hole, but you can't see any more of him. Right, and does it have the eye on the on his like bicep? No, no. Okay, it's just an arm, and he's wearing like the leather overcoat with like a black leather glove. Oh, okay. So it's just for all you know, it could be a normal person, yeah, who could punch through solid concrete <laughs> walls and like drag their arm through them. Right. Um. So he dies. Ben dies. Big dies. Um. Then your whole thing is like you're trying to find two electrical parts to put onto this grid to open the jail cell that he's in. Yeah. I'm yeah. assuming that's the same for yours. Yeah. One is fairly close. It's kind of like on the main floor of the police station. And the other one's way up in the clock tower. 
Yeah, I can't. Um, that sounds about right, but I can't quite remember specifically. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, I know that's when I had to go back to the clock tower. Mm-hmm. Um, y- yeah, I did go to the clock tower here. At this is also at the point where, so you've you've got that little glimpse at Mister X, and then earlier in the game, a helicopter crashes through the building. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I think you said something about a helicopter. Yeah. So I'm assuming it happens in yours too, where it's on fire. Yeah, and you just can't go through that hallway yeah. until you loop all the way around the building you do this thing with like a water pump and then you douse the helicopter yeah so then you go through a door and you like get to the other side of the helicopter that you haven't been able to get to Mm -hmm. and then mr x just comes and he grabs the helicopter that's like shoved through the wall and he just lifts it up and he's like on the side of the hallway that you're used to and he just starts walking at you oh so intimidating and (laughs) he um this game has like 3D dyna- uh, sorry, 3D dynamic sound. You can turn it on if you want to. Oh. So like you can hear which which direction Mr. X is coming from. Right. If you're playing with headphones or good quality speakers or something. Yes. Yeah. Um I I didn't have it turned on, but you can still hear his footsteps obviously sure. like he's over there. Yeah, yeah. And he's over yes. there. The magic uh, of stereo. Yeah. Um so this is kind of your first encounter with him. I remember like my first playthrough of this. I'm like, okay, I got to shoot him a bunch. Mm, yeah. Which you can shoot him and it slows him down. It kind of stops him, right? Like, yeah, like a nanosecond. Yeah. Unless you have something like really powerful and you get like a perfect headshot. Mm-hmm. He's still going to keep coming at you. Yeah. He doesn't say anything. He's like, his mouth might as well be like sewn shut. He doesn't say anything the whole game. Right. I don't know if he's capable of it. Yeah. Um, Mr. X is now hunting you through the game. Right. And- because he's, like, now a patrolling enemy. He's, yeah, he's now a patrolling enemy. I had a lot more trouble with him the first time I played through. This time, because I knew where things were, he was barely an issue. Yeah. Because I could just, like, zip through here. I'm like, I know that's a shortcut to get through here. I know the piece I need is up here. I know I have the big gear now that I found in this room. Mm-hmm. Up to the clock tower. Boom, boom. He doesn't bother you when you're in the clock tower. Yeah. Which is really nice, because it's a long puzzle if you don't know what to do. Right. Not in my game. <laughs> clock tower is super easy. Um... Because you have to take, like, the big gear and put it in this one machine and that lets you get a small gear, which lets you put it where you had the big gear. Then you have to take the big gear out and put it there and it opens up a staircase. Then the bell rings and then a part falls and then you have to open a box and there's an electrical part in it. It's wow. a whole little convoluted thing. Yeah, wow. Um, also, this is the part where your fire link in the center, mm-hmm. which has been your safe point mm-hmm. this whole time. Mr. X can come into that, and he will punch you while you're just, like, trying to save the game. Totally. Your save rooms, like, are still safe, but, like, this center one, it's ruined. Like, he'll... Which is so cool. Yeah. And, like, that's a really cool moment of them just being like, you thought this was safe? You thought? You thought this was safe? I got something coming for you. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I, I... That was, like, my favorite part about Resident Evil 7 was uh, was just, like, kind of trying to maneuver your way around the, the main room. And, like, I think it's the, the dad or whatever, like, the first kind of yeah. patrolling enemy. I could talk I could talk days about patrolling enemies. I love that shit. It feels so cool. So <laughs> um, so this is when I, uh, I accessed a, a weapon storage room. And this is where, uh, I, I think I mentioned it earlier, where there's a submachine gun there. And this is where you get the, the extra pack for for Leon, so now you can carry more items. Um, Again, I still didn't have the shotgun, so now this is my first secondary weapon. Uh, I was like, oh, a submachine gun, this is cool. Um, Leon makes some sort of comment that he's like, hmm, maybe I should save this for Claire. But I was like, but you don't have to. Like, I was like, yeah, screw Claire, this is mine. Um, But this is actually, like, if you chose not to take it, then this would be here when you did Claire's story, you would come through this room and there would be a submachine gun there. But if you took it in Leon's story, it wouldn't be there. So... 
I just think that's cool. That is really cool because like it's different in mine where like you get the shotgun in a different room than you mm-hmm. get it. But in like the stars room, you need like the stars badge, which is a USB dongle, and you punch it into the computer and then like authenticates you and then you can open the door and you get the lightning hawk, which is basically a desert eagle, and it's just a very strong pistol that can one hit pretty much any enemy. Right. Yeah. Um so in, in Leon's game you get that, in Claire's game you get a submachine gun, but just in the same spot. Sure. That's kind of well. Yeah, like that's cool. Um, I definitely liked how in the original. I, I like your way better. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was very few. I think um, there's that one, and there's something else that is just escaping me, and I might come to it later. Uh, but there's like just a, a very few things that are different. But if uh, I wish there were would have been more. So, uh, so the, about this time is when I this is yeah. So this is when you meet up with Ada at the sewers around this time well in mine like you go do that you get the parking garage thing from ben's corpse mm-hmm. you leave out the you go into you go back into the parking garage mr x is coming at you ada hits him with a truck damn and like smashes him against a wall mm-hmm. um and then he like starts pushing the truck back after you get out of it you're <laughs> like oh and then I, th- I think leon's like does anything die <laughs> and then the truck blows up and then you don't see Mr. X for a while. Right. He's not dead. No, of like, course he's not dead because nothing dies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you leave out the parking garage. You're kind of like wandering the through, the th- yeah, through the streets with Ada. She's being very mean to you still at this point. Hmm. She hasn't warmed up to the idea of Leon Kennedy. Right. International badass. Yeah. Um, this is where I do the gun store. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So there's like a guy. Well, you're like walking through and then there's a cut scene. Cut scene. Mm-hmm. And... There's, like, assumably the gun store owner points a shotgun at the back of your head, mm-hmm. at Leon's head, and then, like, Ada pulls her gun on him. He's like, and he's like, what the... F- you're a cop. You're supposed to know what's going on. Sure. Um, Working then, on a bud. <laughs> and then there's, like, this sad cutscene where, like, his daughter's, like, half-infected. She's slowly turning into a zombie. Mm. And the guy's, like... And then I think Ada wants to, like, kill the daughter in front of him. Oh. And Leon's like, just let them have privacy. Sure. And then they, like, leave. And the, the guy's like, can't you just let us have some privacy? And then they leave and you... Move on? I think you hear a gunshot. Oh. And then you just, like, keep going. Yeah, yeah. I know there's DLC for that. I haven't played it. Oh, interesting. I think it's called, like, the Ghost Survivors or something. Like that. And I think there's, like, you do the gun shop owner and you do this other family. Like, you play as them? I think so. Like I haven't looked story? into it too much. That's kind of cool. I noticed it when I, like replay this game i'm like oh dlc there wasn't that but when i played this the first time because it wasn't out yet right yeah um yeah. but then i also saw like a recommended youtube video and was like why resident evils 2 the ghost survivors dlc didn't work mm. but also that's one guy's opinion so i don't know i'll look sure. into it more later yeah there you go um uh so i i was like down um uh, so i'm down in the sewers at this point and uh there's a septic pool uh, this is where I encounter, I think this is my first boss fight that I encounter. Um, and it's just, uh, it's just like a giant monster. I think this is actually uh, Birkin at this point, but I don't think we know that it's Birkin because we haven't got much backstory. Uh, yes. So you go down this, I don't know if Ada's there yet. I know I fought Birkin once at this point. Right. That might've been like in between, I think I might've fought Birkin before you get to the parking garage. Right. Yeah. Um, you're there. It's clearly like there's a person and he's mutated. He's got a big arm and he's like waving a pipe at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, so you fight him. 
you just do enough damage to him, and eventually he like falls off a railing. Yeah. Well, I was uh, all the boss fights in in my game were very straightforward. Like you didn't have to shoot them at a specific spot. You didn't have to wait for a, for an attack. Like you literally just shot them. Like they just were regular enemies with extra health. So as soon as I had the magnum, like all bosses, I, I said it earlier, they just went into easy mode because mm. with the magnum, as long as you were facing the enemy, you could pull like you could get away with two or three shots, and most bosses went down in about four or five magnum shots. So if you pulled off three shots boom, 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 and then just, like, zip around him as it, like, lunges for an attack or something, pop off another two shots, boss is done. Like, they were, like, 15-second boss fights. Okay. Um, and that even the final boss in this game, I was, like, I was, like, honestly kind of disappointed in how easy it was. To be fair, I was playing on easy mode, so understandably, but... Get what you get. Yeah, you get what you get, so... Um, so, then we're... Uh, so, down in the sewers, we... Um, we run into a spooky scientist lady. I have a thing that happens before that. What do you got? I have a quick time event where Leon is chased through the sewers by a very large mutated alligator. Okay, so that comes a little bit later for me, but that definitely happens. Okay, I wasn't um, sure if it did or not. And, but it's not a quick time event. Okay, maybe quick time event is the wrong way. The camera switches and it's chasing you. Yeah, you can't. It's like a Crash Bandicoot game where you don't know what's in front of you. Oh, you're just yeah. tilting like the sides, and Leon like auto runs. Right, right, right. Or as a Sonic level or something. Yeah, no, I I know what you mean. Yeah, and then eventually you slide down a path um, underneath a pipe. The alligator bites the pipe, and it says "danger gas" on it. Sure. And then you shoot, shoot the it. Yeah. Shoot, you shoot one bullet, and the whole alligator blows up. Yeah, yeah. It's not really a boss. It's a, qu- it's a quick time. Event. It's a quick time event. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that happens a little bit later for me, but but the exact same thing is like you you uh, approach um, just this like giant pool of water, and uh, I can't remember if it's Claire or Ada, but the female companion that you have at this point is like across the lake, and she's like, "Oh, Leon, I'm over here." And then all of a sudden, you just like see something move under the water, and a giant alligator pops up. And you just like you just start running back, and it moves super slow. Like there's actually no real danger at all. But like you just you just start running away, and then uh, because of the fixed camera angles, you turn the corner and you run down a hallway, and then you can just kind of stand there and watch as like the alligator like slowly trots around the corner <laughs> and like starts approaching you. And uh, and then there's like yeah a little gas cylinder onto the side, and there's like a message that says like when in case of emergency, light will turn red and cylinder will release. And it just, like, drops off. Like, like it's attached to the wall and it just, like, falls onto the ground. So I don't know what kind of emergency release system this gas cylinder is doing. Like, I don't know what kind of emergency system just, like, drops a cylinder at you. But same kind of deal. As soon as you see this, you're like, oh, this is a video game. Of course the giant alligator is going to grab the, the cylinder. Yeah. And then same thing as you just aim towards it and you shoot it and it blows it up. Very cool. Yeah. Like, very cool. I definitely, very, very cool. I definitely liked it. But, um... Yeah, but that's cool. Uh, there's a point here where you get to play as Ada, which is kind of cool. Yep, I have uh, that. Yeah, Ada, Ada plays just like Leon does, um, but now you're just controlling a different character. She does have uh, separate ammo, health, um, and weapons and stuff, so um, it's nice that you don't share an ammo pool. I don't, I don't really know why you would. There's no sort of suggestion that you would, but I did enjoy the fact that like Ada's ammo was different than, than Leo, Leon's ammo. I, I do enjoy that, but it's also like this is a very game moment where it's like you at this point as Leon, you mm-hmm. should have the shotgun, you have the magnum, <laughs> you have like quite a bit of stuff mm-hmm. where like, yeah, I'm Leon, I'm a walking tank for mm-hmm. the most part. And then you switch to Ada and like on mine, you start with a gun, like a, just a mm-hmm. regular pistol with nine bullets. Sure. 
that, and that, that, that's it. You don't have any health items. You don't have any more bullets. It's, I think it's kind of like a, a moment of like it built the game builds you up to this, and then it's like, haha, we're gonna take it all away from you. Sure, yeah. Um, and it was and it's a nice kind of intermission. I, I'm I think I had uh like one healing item i think i was able with like one healing item but same kind of deal because like, i just had the pistol and a few bullets um but it was really cool because like you didn't really like during the ada moment like i didn't encounter any like major enemies like i think i uh, at this point i encountered a couple like dogs um but like the, her portion was very short was like just very run through so I, d- I doubt it's in your game does she have like this like hacker device in no. yours Okay, so in mine, Ada has this hacker device where, like, it scans for, like, electrical wires, and then you overload... It's very, like, Batman, like, Arkham okay. Asylum, yeah. where you overload a generator, and then, like, it'll make a fan turn too fast, and the fan blows up, and then you can, like, use that as a tunnel. Oh, okay. So you do that, and you're going along, and you get pretty used to it, mm-hmm. and then you get to one room where you see spooky scientist lady, Annette mm-hmm. Birkin, William Birkin's wife. Yeah, Annette. Annette. Yes. Um, she's, you see her, and, and Ada's like, oh. At this whole point, Ada says she's an FBI mm-hmm. investigator, and she's, like, trying to, like, take down Annette Birkin. Yeah. Um, so you're following her, and you come into a room, and, like, there's no door. Mm-hmm. You're like, what? Where did she go? Right. And then all of a sudden, Mr. X appears again. How and does he appear? He's she's just, like, like, he's just, you see him coming down, like, the catwalk that you were on that you saw Annette. Through. Oh, okay. So now you were where Annette was, right? And he's where you were, right? So he's like, you have like ten seconds before he gets into the room with you, so you have to scan really quickly, and you overcharge the thing, and it opens a secret door mm-hmm. into the next room. By this time, Mister X has caught up to you. Then you have to find, like, run past him back to where you were, overcharge the thing again, which turns a fan, and then yeah. you can escape from Mister X. Cool, but. I remember, like, the first time I played through this, I had no idea what to do. Sure. And Mr. X killed me a bunch of times. Yeah, yeah. This time, because I'd also just recently watched a playthrough of this game, and they were really stuck on this part for a while. Sure. Um, I knew exactly what to do, and I did it really fast, and Mr. X never touched me. Yeah, nice. That's a good way to do it, for sure. So, um, I, I wish there was Mr. X stuff in my game. Like, I, again, as soon as, we're, as soon as we're done here, I'm looking it up to see if, like, he appears in any sort of scenario too and anybody that knows this is screaming at their headphones right now just being like of course he's in scenario two or not but whatever um uh so i'm just gonna kind of like breeze through this because we've been talking for like a long time and i'm like two-thirds of the way through our plot yeah um i kind of i i guess i want to say it because uh there's like an incinerator boss fight with ada Oh. You didn't have this because you no. don't have her weird little hacker device. No. Or like a net's like, oh, you'll burn with your secrets or something. And she says something coy. Okay. And then an incinerator starts and like, I think you have a one minute timer before oh, like cool. it becomes too hot and you die. Um, so you have to like overcharge three fans in there to like mm-hmm. overcharge the incinerator and it blows the door off. Okay. Um, the first time I did it, I was like trying to focus on one thing and I died. Mm-hmm. Um. The second time I did it, I beat it with 30 seconds to spare. Because oh, wow. I knew exactly what to point to because it doesn't change each time. Right, yeah. Um, uh, th- so those kinds of scenarios where, um, like, I think that's, like, you know, the trash compactor scene in Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. th- this where you get thrown in a scenario that's going to turn on in one minute or whatever. I think that's actually my biggest fear. Like, I think that right there, that scenario is my biggest fear. Like, in a real-life situation? In a real-life situation. Like, imagine just being thrown in an incinerator and knowing you have one minute until it goes on. Like, that's terrifying. That would be so terrifying. I don't know if you... I don't think you... Do you watch the Saw movies? I have seen some of the Saw movies. 
There's a part in Saw 2 where, like, they're tr- all trying to get a vial because okay. they're all, they have a, like, sure. d- a virus inside of them, and, like, this will, mm-hmm. this vial of, like, antidote. And this one guy's thing is, he was, like, an arsonist or something, so, like, Jigsaw's testing him. I'm yeah. not trying to get into the lore of the Saw <laughs> movies right now. There's eight of them. Sure. Um, <laughs> so he goes in there, and, like, when he pulls the vial, the door closes behind him, and then the incinerator starts. Oh. And. I don't think there's really a way out of it. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what my point was with this. But yeah, he burns to death in an incinerator. Yeah, that, that would just be terrifying. Yeah. Like, I just imagine putting myself in, like, a small cave that's slowly filling with water. And, like, <laughs> fuck that. I Like, that is a hard pass for me. So, uh, Did, yep. in the sewers, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. you did, mm-hmm. are there, like, some bloated monsters that are, like, they basically bullet sponges? Nope. Uh, the only enemies down in the sewers were... Um, were just the spiders. There is no spiders in my game. So there's spiders, and this is how you get poisoned, Was uh, is there's a couple spiders kind of crawling around, and I found that, that they were really tough to shoot because they're they're similar to liquors. They're kind of scuttling around on the the roof of these little corridors and, and like, the sides, uh, but they spew poison at you. Okay. And if you, get po- if you get hit with the poison once, you're poisoned, like, until you find an antidote. Until you blue herb. Until Yeah, until you find a blue herb. Um, which, uh, you've never, you haven't encountered any, like, respawning ones, so you, like, the game's giving you a couple, but there's, like, you have three, when potentially you could get poisoned three times in a single encounter with these enemies, so, um, so I, I found it, like, sort of challenging to fight, but there, there's just these spiders, um, you do, uh, when you're playing as Ada, you go through a fan where there's a bunch of bugs that you can just kind of run by, but they do, like, they are enemies, Okay. Um, and then once you kind of do a sequence through the sewers, then um, you come back and like again, so video gamey. But then all of a sudden, like the room that was previously cleared is now filled with regular zombies. Okay. Um, there weren't any sort of bloaters, but there were like regular zombies, which you know. Okay. So in mine, there's like the these there? bloated monsters that kind of look uh, like Orga from Godzilla. Okay. If that means anything to you. Yeah. Okay, they look like Orga, and they okay. kind of have, like, a mouth that opens like a demigorgon from uh, Stranger <laughs> Things. I'm just throwing everything into this yeah, one analogy. Yeah. So derivative. Yeah. And they, like, spit out these kind of, like, slime eels that'll, like, scurry towards you. Oh, yikes. But if if these big things grab you, they mm-hmm. can poison you. Sure. But also, if they grab you and you don't have, like, um, an equipped item, like a knife or a grenade, mm-hmm. they will one-hit you. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um... My game was done in 1998, so there's like yeah. four enemy <laughs> yeah. types. That's fair. Yeah. Um, this is this is in the part of mine where you like are doing like all the chess pieces to yep. like open up that door, um, and you also get the flamethrower. Okay. And the flamethrower is super effective against those bloated guys. Um, I got the flamethrower once I get to the factory, and uh, and you encounter like those plant monsters. Yeah. There's some plant monsters. That's that's when you get the flamethrower there, and uh, I didn't use the flamethrower for anything but those enemies and. Um, and like they were, they went down super easy with that. So yeah, they, yeah. Who would have thought? Plant, fire beats plants. Fire beats plants. So, um, <laughs> this is where I have the second Birkin fight. Yes. So this is where I have the second Birkin fight on the uh, like the tramway. Or mine's not on a tramway. Mine's kind of like in you hit him with a crane. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. So it's in the same area. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. It's like a train station kind of thing. 
There is a train station in mine, but you don't fight him in that. Okay. Uh, so in mine, you you uh, you get on like a tramway, like a like a gondola. Yep. And uh, and he starts kind of breaking through the ceiling. Um, you just shoot him a couple times, uh, like his hand and whatever. You arrive safely. Um, then oh, uh, actually no, Ada gets hurt, and you put her in a in a little bed or something. And then when you come back, uh, you like load up a train, and it starts dry or it's 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 kind of like lowering like on a crane system it's like a train um and that's when you fight him and so it's yes this is kind of like industrial construction area and then it's like just a pure open fight okay yeah mine before you go into like nest is which is what they call the lab oh okay i don't know if they call yeah. it that in yours it's called nest they might have i didn't catch it um yeah you're like fighting him and if you don't know what it was super easy this time because i knew exactly what you have to do and i had the magnum this time or sure. the lightning hawk sure sorry i keep calling it the magnum mm-hmm. um because he's got like in typical resident evil fashion there's like a big yellow goopy eye on his arm mm-hmm. if you shoot that with the magnum he's stunned for like, a very long time right so you hit this crane button, which is like attached to like a C can, and it swings out the one way. Then you hit the other button, and it comes back and it hits him. Okay. And then you have to do it twice because like the first time he grabs it and it kind of like pushes him, and he's like, eh. so right. You like swing it, shoot him with the magnum again, mm-hmm. swing the crane back, and then swing it back again. This you can one hit kill yourself oh, with the crane. Wait. And I know I did it a bunch of times my first playthrough. <laughs> nice. Because you're. Because he's trying to get at you. Yeah. And there's only so much space to not be hit by the crane. It's not a very big boss arena. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. Yeah, it's it's a gimmicky fight, but it's fun. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, all my boss fights were exactly how I said. It's just like shoot it six times with the magnum and walk away. Mm. But um, when you get the magnum parts, like the upgraded to upgrade your magnum, yep. um, it's called the mugnum parts in my oh. in my game, like M U G N U M. Okay, and I was like, hmm, that's a translation error, hmm, probably or hmm, something. Maybe who know. knows? Yeah. Um, yeah. So you fight him, and then. You do a couple other little things, and basically that's when you take the tram down to Nest for me, mm-hmm. and you make it to the like the labs. Mm-hmm. Um, then kind of like the whole thing is there's different degrees of wristbands to access different areas. Okay. It no longer becomes like a key thing. You have like a level one wristband, and then a level two, level three. There is a level four one, but Ada just hacks the console, and it's like at the end of the game. Cool. Um, um, there's nothing there for me. Like uh, Things are... Uh, one of them is uh, is like a, a is like a fingerprint scanner. Okay. Um, one of them is just a fuse that you have to turn on. Um, so you just kinda like you you basically come to this point where there's a fuse and then there's like a Y path. Yep. Um, you can go down one path, uh, but it's uh, it's like locked f- for something. You can, but you can go down the other path. You get a fuse. You tur- you bring that fuse back to the main area. You put it in the kind of central area. Now you have access to to both areas basically. Okay. So uh, it, there's no sort of level one, level two stuff like that, but. Um, you run through the, so now we're in, uh, just kind of like these, like, laboratories, uh, so where this is supposedly where, this is where William Birkin was working on the G-Virus sample to infect and sell it to the U.S. government. There you go. Jeff said it. Perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so this, this is, is Resident Evil's Umbrella's secret underground facility underneath Raccoon City. Uh-huh. <laughs> Funded by Oswald E. Spencer Marcus and Edward Ashford. Oh, wow. Yeah. Specific. Yeah, so as I was saying before, this is where I get the, uh, or sorry, the flamethrower. The flamethrower just makes, like, super quick work of these now plant enemies that are that are around the, the area. Um, you, you do encounter one kind of, like, 
I wouldn't call it a mini boss fight. It's just kind of like a really strong enemy, but it's this moth enemy um, and it can poison you as well. You just kind of enter this room and it's in a corner, but the camera angle is facing like forward. So you don't, you enter the room and you don't know it's there until you walk a little bit further. And then as soon as you hit that camera angle switch where now it's like showing the full room, it's already like been aggroed to you. So it like attacks you. So that's like that kind of stuff I find a little cheap due to these kind of camera angles you almost need to go into the room knowing that there's a, a an enemy in the corner but again if you just use the flamethrower it just makes super quick work of it so yeah there's no moth enemy in my game yeah it's a yeah it's just this giant you actually do um when you i think it's either in in the room or the room before it there's like this kind of like cracked open cocoon and so you like you you can just okay. walk past and like be like oh there's probably an enemy somewhere but like once you encounter the this giant moth creature you're like oh that's what was in the cocoon so yeah my whole thing of this one is there's like a scientist who's smashed up against the glass and he's got the level three wristband mm. to get to the west end and you've been told that's where the g virus sample is is on the west end of the facility sure so your whole goal is to get this level three access wristband so you can get over the west end of the facility and get sure. the, and the g virus fraction from william bergen mm-hmm. um <coughs> but he's smashed up against there by this plant i think it's called plant 42 okay um so the whole thing you're trying to do is like make a herbicide that will kill the plant to get the body down oh, okay so you spr- oh, okay yeah i understand so you spray a dispersal agent which does nothing you get the empty jug then you go to like some laboratory like you have to do like a bunch of stuff and you get Mm -hmm. to another laboratory you fill it with so much herbicide you have to keep like pushing buttons to fill the vial to like just the right amount sure then you have to like turn then you get this weird hacker device i find it very out of place in this game Mm -hmm. which can like you put it on certain panels in the lab and then it'll turn on the lights and unlock the. it just repowers the area sure um it's also very batman like arkham thing where you have to like adjust the sound frequencies so they're the same okay it's really weird and i don't it doesn't fit i don't find sure it just kind of comes out of left field but you do that and then you like find the cryogenics lab i guess Mm -hmm. and then you take that herbicide you put it in like the cooling thing for a little bit you cool it, and now it's like good to go because you found a note that said if plant 42 ever gets out of control do this 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 (laughs) right um (laughs) Back up for just one sec. You said that there's some sort of like radio frequency style puzzle or mechanic or whatever. Yeah, you're going along and you see like these panels that kind of just look like it's like a electrical panel that like mm-hmm. someone's ripped the cover off of, and like you could put something there, but you don't you don't have anything to put there. Okay. So eventually you get to this one room, and I think it's called like the Muff device. Which okay. Is a dumb name. Yep. You can switch switch at different frequencies. Like one's Muff, one's Mud, and one's like OCS. I think. Okay. You like. So you have to examine what there's like usually a sticker on like the electrical panels. So it's like this one's OCS. So you have mm-hmm. to like go to your the item thing, flip it to OCS, and then adjust the two frequencies, and then you put it on the wall, and then it powers up that area. Okay. Um, do they use that mechanic elsewhere in the game? Either, no. Either earlier or later? No. No. Just in that I mean, one time. Just in that one area. Mm-hmm. That's why I I don't really like it. I feel it's a little it's, out of place. It's, yeah. it's kind of messy. Yeah. Like, it could just as easily have been, like, kind of like in yours, oh, I need a breaker Mm -hmm. to put in here. That power's on this room. Now I can go in this door. Yeah, yeah. Because you do that earlier in the game. You have to find, like, breakers and then, like... Fuses and... Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know why it's this thing. Yeah. Well, it seems like they probably were just, like, trying out a bunch of stuff. And maybe before they had released the game, they had kind of a bunch of, like, little mini mechanics. They were were like, oh, maybe maybe somebody can use this. And then they were just like, let's find a spot for it. So, yeah. 
Um, this whole back half, like the sewers and the factory, like I breezed through these so quick. Like, like I'm talking, I, I spent 40 minutes and cleared both the sewers and like to the end of the game. They're very linear for the most part. Totally. Like in mine, because I know you've been ch- collecting the chess pieces mm-hmm. this whole time to do that one puzzle. Mm-hmm. All my chess pieces are in the sewer, so you're doing a lot of backtracking to get all of them to like <laughs> open that one door. So I spend a lot more time in the sewers doing that. Oh, sure. Um, because like you need this one to open up this door, and then you like circle back, and then you can get it again. Mm-hmm. The room where you get the flamethrower, there's the king pawn, or sorry, the king piece and the queen piece, mm-hmm. and you have to do this whole bunch of puzzles trying like okay so now if i put the king piece in this door it opens this door but it closes this door and if i put the queen piece in this one and oh. basically it's just doing this whole loop it's faster right. if you know what to do of course um like most puzzles it, yeah because <laughs> it doesn't change yeah um sure so yeah but yeah but you're right mm-hmm. like i said earlier the police station is like where this game shines totally oh um, yeah it's a much stronger portion of the game compared to the sewers and the laboratory mm-hmm not that those parts are bad, but just very linear for the yeah. most part. Um, I, def- I definitely like the pacing because, le- like I said, I-, I just powered through both the sewers and the, and the factory, which I was like kind of glad to do. Like I, I don't think I would have wanted to, e- even towards the end of the factory, or I'm saying the factory, I'm, I'm meaning the lab. Mm-hmm. Um, even towards the end of that, I was like, okay, like, l- l- like let's this wrap it over. up. Yeah, exactly. Like, l- let's wrap it up, guys. Um, you do do a really, like... Um, Towards the end, there's, uh, it, it, you know, there's, um, Annette comes out and she has like a little battle with Ada and she's like, oh, no, you, you've got me. And, and, uh, and, and you end up finding out that Annette, um, what, or sorry, not Annette. You find out that Ada is actually, uh, here to steal the G virus. Yeah. She's just like a mercenary. Yeah. She's just a mercenary. So, uh, you know, she, uh, she lied she, to you. She does. She did lie to you. I think there's, um, like mine had a, had a little cutscene where I think she had a shot Annette or, or how did that work? She, Annette died. She either shot Annette or Annette fell over like a balcony and fell to her death. Can't quite remember specifically. But then all of a sudden you're like, come on, Ada, let's get out of here. And she's, and you're holding the G virus and Ada, and Ada goes, come on, Leon, you know, I can't do that. Mm. Um, and, and so she pulls her gun on you. Um, you do end up killing Annette or, or Ada. Ada gets, oh no. Um, Ada pulls the gun on you. And then Annette comes in out of nowhere and shoots her down. And then Ada dies. And then Annette dies too. Okay. Mine happens somewhat like that. Yeah. So you get the, like, the level 3 wristband from the plant. Mm-hmm. Scientist by killing the plant. Mm-hmm. Mr. X is running around at this point. But if you know how to dodge him at this point, it's very easy. Yeah. Um, and also, if you know where to go. Yeah. So you go over to level 3 access. Um, you find like William Birkin's station you can like go onto his computer and it's like oh william burke and you have 13 new emails and you can read them oh, if you cool. want they're all just like goofy stuff and actually it starts with like umbrellas like very proud of you william burke and your your work will not go unnoticed sure and it's like william burke and you must cease work immediately you have broken umbrella contracts or something like that oh wow um and then like the next one is like william burke and all your um, statuses have been revoked. Oh wow! Um, please submit yourself to like the nearest security force or something like that, and it just like it escalates of like mm-hmm. we're gonna kill you. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, and of course, that's not mandatory. You can just kind of come yeah, across right, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, lots of little things in this game where it's like mm-hmm. you can pick up a piece of paper and it's like, oh, this is about Raccoon City. Yeah, you can read it if you want. You don't have to. It doesn't change anything. Yeah, yeah. Just lore. Yeah. Um, so you do that. 
you're you get a sample of the G virus. You're walking back. Um, William Birkin third form jumps down, and then Annette's and then Leon's like, "Oh, you want some more?" And then Annette runs up from behind you with like a freezing gun. Oh, it's like a flare gun that shoots ice missiles. Yeah, she's like, "No, he's mine." She shoots him like twice, and he like freezes up. And Annette's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I had to do this, William." Right. Um. And then Birkin obviously gets back up, mm-hmm. and then you're you're kind of like standing with him with Birkin on a bridge, and then like Annette lowers it mm-hmm. into like this boss arena, and like Leon's like, "What the hell are you doing? Like we've kind of been on the same side right now. We mm-hmm. had like a little heart to heart there, sure, but you're gonna just trap me down here." And then <laughs> I think her like line is, um, "We can't let William Birkin escape." So she's just like, "You just fight him." Sure. Like, the thing I did didn't work. Now you gotta fight him. Yeah, your turn. Um, and this is the part in the boss where I switched it to easy mode because I he just, he'd hit you once yeah. depending how it sp- you spawned into the boss arena, mm-hmm. um, and then either that could kill you mm-hmm. or you knew where the first aid spray was. You could run to that, heal yourself, pick up all the ammo that was in the room. He's okay. just a bullet sponge at this point. He's yeah, got yeah. like an eye that's like you shoot that it stuns him for longer but right just keep shooting him till he dies yeah shoot it till it don't move yeah um as you do in video games so then he falls over you take a little lift back up you still have the g virus sample mm. i don't know where annette is at this point i think she runs off mm-hmm. um so th- yeah so then you're going oh no no sorry i'm sorry it's william okay. birkin stabs her with his, yeah with his arm so okay. she's like presumably dead she's like clutching her stomach when Mm -hmm. she's like you go fight him Mm -hmm. you take a lift back up you leave and then then it's revealed that it she's annette says something about ada she's like oh yeah she's not who she says she is she's a mercenary you get back out and leon just takes everything at face value like so ada this person he's been with a couple hours now and like has formed some weird love friendship with yeah because he's Leon's all puppy dog love to every woman he sees in this game. Of course. Um, so many girlfriends for him. <laughs> Leon deserves them all. Leon Chan. <laughs> Leon Chan and his waifus. Waifu. Um, you leave. Ada's like, yo, give me that G virus sample. Mm-hmm. Leon's like, this woman that we've been hunting the whole game is like, she says, you might be a bad guy. Are you a bad guy? Ada immediately reveals she's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, Good story. Yeah. Then Annette comes up, shoots Ada. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think she hits Ada. And then, like, a self-destruct has been activated uh-huh. because you took the G-Virus sample. So, like, the bridge collapses. And then it <laughs> it comes down to, like, a movie cliche where, like, Leon's holding onto it. But he's also holding onto Ada with one arm. Right. And the G-Virus sample drops. No one gets it. Oh, okay. And then Leon, I think Ada's like, Leon, you gotta let me go. And Leon's like, don't make me do this. <laughs> And then Ada's like, nope. And she just, like, falls. wiggles her hand out of his, and, like, she falls, mm-hmm. presumably, to her death. Right. Um, Annette dies. Bleeds out. Bleeds yeah, out. bleeds out. Yeah. I think Ada shoots her back, mm-hmm. and then she's, like, dead, dead. Yeah, yeah. Leon crawls up. Ada has hacked already, like, the level four thing before you... She's like, oh, Leon, we'll just leave down this. Sure. After you give me the G-Virus sample. Um, you take that... You take the level four elevator down um is this your final boss fight coming up this is my final boss fight coming up yeah so then you 
you see Mr. X, he's, like, punched through a wall, okay. and he's, like, staring at you while you're on an elevator, and then, like, explosions happen all around him, and you're like, oh, okay, well, I guess that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. So you're riding this elevator down, and then he jumps down, and so, like, the whole thing with the tyrants, those, like, leather jackets that they wear, like, are inhibitors to keep them from mutating. Okay. So, like, the explosions blew his jacket up, I guess. Okay. So he jumps down with, like, a mutated William Birkin arm. Oh. It's got, like, a big eye in it, and he's, like, yeah. way more aggressive now because, like, he just really wants to kill you because he's been trying all game. Yeah, yeah. At least um, his final form. Yeah, so you're, like, stuck on this elevator platform that's, like, a, a very wide one, but it's moving down on, like, a slope. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, a straight up and down elevator. Yeah. Um, so you're... Fu- the, it's a very small space. So you have to keep circling around him and just keep doing... S- so much damage to him yeah and like because the facility is collapsing there's like big chunks of concrete that are like falling onto the elevator oh so Um, you have to dodge those as well you have to dodge those but also like they stay in place so you have to like (laughs) walk around them now when you're trying to still avoid mr x yeah reducing your boss arena um you don't get another health pickup from the william birkin fight okay so like if you didn't leave that one in good in good standing hey uh this is owen um, Jeff and I just finished up a two and a half hour recording session of this episode. It is 1030 on a Sunday night and, uh, we went to go hit pause and, um, the recording had stopped without us knowing. Um, so the ending of this is, uh, is a little chopped off. I don't hundred percent feel like we are going to re-record it. The ending of this game goes quick. Um, <laughs> In the in the remake is a little bit different. <laughs> We're so low energy. We did so good we on did the so ending. Good. Dang it. Okay. Really quick, Jeff. What do you give this game out of ten? So you fight Mister X at the end. Okay. You get a rocket launcher. You shoot him off. It's very cool. You do a little quick escape route. You get to the very bottom. You get on a train. You fight a William Birkin final Cronenberg boss fight. Mm-hmm. You fly off, and then you go into the sunset with Claire and Sherry Birkin. Mm-hmm. I give this game a nine point three out of ten. I feel like it could have won best game of the year last year because mm-hmm. I have opinions about Sekiro, but we'll get into that later. Owen, what would you give this game out of ten? I give this game a solid eight point five out of ten. I thought it did. Uh, I thought it did everything that it set out to do, and uh, and did it well um of course it had its limitations for the time and the engine and all that kind of good stuff but um but i think it was it was it took everything that resident evil one did well and just did it better um and luckily if you didn't like the tank controls or the camera things of mm-hmm. playing the original they literally made a whole nother game mm-hmm. just to get rid of that yeah resident so. evil fans get it whatever they want yeah yeah um personally i had no issues i thought i was gonna have an issue i really i really went into this being like this is gonna suck and the tank controls but honestly i got pretty used to it it was uh it was good i really love the camera angles i like that was so cool um i'm so thankful that i got to play a game that has those kind of static camera angles um not like i thought after the opening segments and stuff i was like this is gonna get annoying but really it just kind of helps with the flow like you really just kind of get into it so um i had a completion time of seven hours and 57 minutes with a rank of d um, I had a completion time of six hours and forty-one minutes with a rank of B. B, yeah. B good job, badass. You're so good. Thanks. Yeah. Um, well, you got a D for delicious. <laughs> mm-mm. <laughs> love them. Love me them Resident Evil playthroughs. Mm-mm. Um, really quick, what are we doing next time, Jeff? Uh, next for the Game Boys Advance Episode Three podcast, mm-hmm. we are going to be doing Yoshi's Island, Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. So look forward to that when that comes down the pipeline. Mm-hmm. 
um this has been great i've been really enjoying doing podcasting yeah this is it's just fun yeah it is just fun i like talking about games yeah yeah um there's not much else to re-say yeah if you're looking forward to more resident evil content the resident evil 3 remake is coming out pretty soon i believe in april Mm -hmm. it looks just as beautiful as resident evil 2 Mm -hmm. probably the same engine Mm -hmm. which has been the same engine since the original yeah yeah um they I, i read a thing where they uh the the remake is done in the same engine that the original was done in they just kind of cleaned up all the um you know all the models and and obviously just got lighting right and and dropped the camera thing but it's kind of interesting that they use the the same engine that that they've just been developing right instead of just scrap it and go on to a new one yeah they made unreal engine two three four yeah unreal engine 12 Mm -hmm. they're on four right now yeah yeah when they make five it's gonna be crazy maybe um, also, if you're looking forward to more Resident Evil content, Netflix is putting out a Resident Evil show. Mm-hmm. There was details leaked about it like two days ago. Sounds like it's going to be good. I think it follows pretty much the exact plot of Resident Evil 1, where it's a spooky mansion and two people are lost in it. There's no cool. Mila Jovovich doing Matrix flips. Yeah, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, the Resident Evil movies were not very good. Yeah. They have mixed reviews. <laughs> Ah, interesting. Anyhow, this has been Game Boy Advance. Advance. Signing off. Signing off. Bye.